This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. Steven, you're back. Hello, Steven. It's been, a, it's been a while, man. We, we got a lot of talking and catching up to do mm-hmm. on this week's episode of Headlock Talk. We'll be talking about uh, Steven's own all-out experience, mm. as well as catching up on all the news. Hello and welcome everybody back to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Snap. Yeah. I kind of took your line there. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, snap indeed. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and uh, back with me, reunited and it feels so good, Mr. Stephen Crudy. Hello. It does feel so good. (laughs) This is true. Welcome back, man. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I I felt really... Not gonna lie, I felt really bad about about missing last week's episode. Um, but 
whatever. I- I'm happy to be back now. Health comes first. That's it, for sure. It does. It does. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's all out. It's a big event. You know, it's uh, very, very bad timing, I will say. I understand, man. But yeah. it, like I said, I mean, health comes first, and we can talk about a little bit more of that, uh, you know, about what's going on with you and everything like that, so that way you can ease the people's fears yeah. uh, later. Uh, yeah, for or, sure. Or we can talk about it now, whatever you prefer to do. I mean, yeah, I'll just I'll just be quick about it. Uh, I was uh, just uh, sitting at home, you know, having a having a good Friday night, uh, and just got very short of breath. Um, don't know, we just wasn't able to take a, a very deep breath. Uh, I was getting very lightheaded, had a lot of chest pain and, and chest tightness and things like that. Um, we still don't really know what it is, uh, but I am able able to breathe, uh, take a full breath now. Uh, I got an EKG done at mm. the doctor's. Uh, heartbeat's fine. Got a chest X-ray. Lungs are fine. Um, so, yeah, not not really sure what it is, uh, but I do have an inhaler now, uh, just to make sure that if I you know get short of breath or whatever, I got something to, to kind of help with that. So, um, yeah, to to ease y'all's uh, ease y'all's fears, I am perfectly fine. Well, I good. Am, I am perfectly fine. Well, I'm I'm really happy, man, and I'm glad that that we were able to. To get back together this week, I know mm-hmm. that uh, uh, you were, like you said, you wish that you had made the All Out show. Uh, but talk to me, I guess, about All Out, Stephen. What did you think of the of that show? I know it's a it's a little bit um, it's a, it's a, it's a week late, but we still want to get your thoughts here. Yeah. Um. So it was a it was a good show. It was decent. Um. It we were talking about this in the in the car ride over here, and uh, it, it's probably AEW's worst pay per view so far. Uh, and by probably, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the worst one. Uh, that's mm. not to say it's a bad show. It's definitely not a bad show. Mm. Uh, I feel like we've just been accustomed to AEW pay-per-views, like, really, like, knocking them out of the park, you know? Uh, especially because we, unlike WWE, we only get them every uh, every so often, every few months instead of every month. Right. Um, so that they feel bigger and, and things like that. So we're, we're just used to, you know, oh, an AEW pay-per-view is coming up. There's going to be a lot of great great shit that we can talk about afterwards um yeah. so with this one like i said it's not a bad show uh it was just kind of lackluster for me uh there, there were some some very big high points uh the mjf moxley match i thought was fantastic it was a really really great match and that was definitely the the biggest highlight of the show for me um but man let, let's talk about let's talk about matt hardy mm. that was so rough to watch yeah, it was so rough, and I know he came. He came out on dynamite, and he's like, "Hey, I'm perfectly fine. I'm gonna make a full recovery." Blah blah. Um, I declare bullshit. Like, <laughs> dude, you don't just walk away from something like that. And, and like, you can tell me it wasn't as serious as it looked all you want, but like, you just you you slammed your head into concrete from like 15 feet in the air. Yeah. So, um, so. I I 100% do hope he, that he's okay. Uh, obviously, he's walking and talking and, and all that, which is great. Um, but I gotta say, man, uh, seeing that it, it really put like a dark fog over over the rest of the show. Yeah, like it's 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 just really hard to to enjoy whatever it is uh, that that they're doing when you're like, man, it, is Matt like like not not just like oh he's he's hurt he'll be gone for three months like is Matt like injured like really seriously injured mm. and having that in the back of your head while while these other matches were going on is just like 
I don't know. It, it, I kind of had my attention over there, so it was really hard to enjoy what I was what I was watching. Well, yeah, and I think that, um, and you and I kind of talked about this in the in the car ride over, but um, head injuries are they're the hardest I would say to navigate because you really don't know. Like you know, okay, you you break your arm or you have like um. Uh, like a torn a torn muscle or a mm. torn ligament, whatever. Um, you know that's something that uh, is rehabilitatable, right? Right, right. Uh, and I'm not saying that that Matt Hardy uh, is is forever incapacitated by this injury. No, um, that that may not be the case. But generally speaking, head injuries are a lot harder to navigate as far as recuperation are concerned, and there's just a lot unknown still about what effects a head injury can have. It can it can be very it can it can it has a wide range of of, of things that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So well, it's also one of those things too where like okay yeah you can you can seem perfectly fine you can pass all the tests and then that that head injury you know like rears its head a few years later or, or a few months later uh, and you don't actually even see the effects of, of injuries like that until much later on right uh, which I think is what's like so scary about it right well and like I said the, the impacts just so widely vary from whether it could just be like headaches or it could be you know like like vision um, you know or it could be like motor function I mean head injuries can vary widely now Matt seemed, by all accounts, pretty decent on AEW. I mean, there was a few little scary parts when he was speaking that I was kind of like, eh. Um, but, like, he seems fine, but I would say that he definitely needs to take great care of himself, um, like, going forward. Because otherwise, I mean, it just doesn't seem like it's uh, it's not worth the risk, I, I right. feel. Um, no, I mean, like... It, it's Matt Hardy. Like he's proven himself. You know, like he he doesn't have to be doing right. all these crazy stunts all the time. Like I, you're a badass, dude. I know you're a badass. You, like you don't have to prove that to me, <laughs> right? You, right, you right. know what I mean? No, absolutely. And and I think that that's that's what just bothered me the most is is that it felt like a very unnecessary risk. Right. 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 Um. And, and I think Mags and I talked about it, and I know you and I talked about it. Like I said, in the car right over here, but. Um, perhaps it's a good idea to no longer do bumps on or near concrete. Yes. Uh, that would be a probably a good place to start. Yeah. Maybe they uh, got uh, a little too cocky with the, the, yeah. the stadium stampede going so well. Right. Uh, there, there wasn't a lot of slams on concrete in that match though. There, there was a few, but it, it, a lot of the match took place, you know, on the field and, and in the ring on the field. So, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't as brutal as this was. In any way, I, yeah, I, I would say n- like high spots, like 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 these kind of dives should definitely not be taking place. Like if you can do a controlled move uh, on to, to 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 concrete, and both of y'all are up for it, that's I guess acceptable. But I mean, there's like you should really know the consequences of these kind of things. Maybe this is something that just you know needs to be a thing of yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean. Don't get me wrong, you know when 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 they do things like that, uh, you know the, those big bumps, the, those big jumps, and things like that. Um, when it's done correctly, yeah, it gets a huge pop out of me because I'm a little kid at heart, and, and that's that's what I like, you know. Um, but 
yeah, now now that I'm an adult and I'm actually like a little more invested in the industry than than I was, uh, you know, as a kid, um, you know, I actually I actually care about Matt Hardy. You know, I actually care about Sammy Guevara. I actually care about these people that are that are being injured. And so it's like, yeah, watching you jump 15 feet off a cherry picker onto concrete. Mm. Yes, that's cool. That's inherently cool to me. Mm. But like, is it worth the risk uh, of seeing one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, severely injured or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's certainly an important question. Definitely a uh, question that will have to be answered uh you know within the next five years five ten years just to see like what what we are as an industry going forward um i I don't know those kind of spots they're not going anywhere uh but they might be fewer and far between you know going forward Mm -hmm. so uh, but that being said uh you know like like i said that was the kind of a dark fog over the over the the entire show but uh it was a good show uh there there was the high spots the the mjf moxley match i thought was really good Uh, i really liked the tag match between uh kenny and page and ftr i thought that one was really good Uh, i was surprised that they didn't do any kind of um like story building after the match it it was Mm kind of just a clean victory done um, and they did touch on it on on Dynamite with the the um, the interview uh, with Kenny Omega. They touched on it a little bit, but I thought that they were going to do it at All Out, mm-hmm. which they didn't. But it, it is what it is. I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, it makes FTR look like monsters, you know. So that's cool, which is good. Yeah, it's good. I I think that um, I don't know, man. Like, I really wish that they would have gone more with the with the whole like. I don't know the blow up between Hangman and Omega yeah. at All Out. I think that would have definitely helped uh, solidify things a little bit better. I agree. I, I definitely agree. And, and there's there's nothing saying that they that they can't still do it. You know, with with this storyline in particular, uh, they're playing the super long game, the super super long game with this storyline. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear uh, much more about it for the next two weeks, three weeks. Uh, they they might let it ride for a little bit, but um, I, I don't know. It, it was uh, it was good. I would have liked to see a different like finish, a little bit more story and character building. But it is what it is. I'm not going to complain about that too much. Um, the Mimosa Mayhem match. <laughs> yeah or was it mimosa madness i think mimosa mayhem it was mayhem would be correct yeah. yeah um yeah yeah i mean it was fine uh i don't know it eh. Eh. <laughs> i don't know it, it didn't it, it certainly didn't do orange cassidy or chris jericho any favors and it certainly didn't do the show any favors in my opinion um chris jericho he's, he's a very brilliant man has a lot of really great ideas this one probably not so much I, I did not did not care for it too much. I don't know. What what, what do you think about the Mimosa Mayhem mm-hmm. match? I know you you guys probably talked about it, but yeah. So basically, um, I would have been fine had it been like this is supposed to be the 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 again the the end of the feud, right? Right. right. There's no reason why, in my mind, that the feud should end in a comedic gimmick match. I get it. It's Orange Cassidy, right? Uh, but we're trying to make a star here, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that this would have come off a lot better had it been a cage mm-hmm. or a... Um, Tables match. Maybe, yeah. Um, 
something else, mm-hmm. something else, a street fight, mm-hmm. um, something, something to those degrees. Maybe they wouldn't do a street fight because they already have something similar going on with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, right? Mm-hmm. But di- I digress. Something different here, an Iron Man match, something, something different. I would have even probably been even more okay with it being just a straight up one on one match. Yeah, but um, I mean, I can't complain too much. I think they gave the right result here with Orange Cassidy winning. Yeah, but I do feel as though it's a little bit deflating. Um, not the proper blow off that you want. But uh, like I said, I, I think that the end result is correct. Yeah, in, in, with Orange Cassidy going over on Chris Jericho. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how I how I feel about it too. It's just kind of a weird ending to to the feud, um, in, in my opinion. You know, yeah, or- Orange Cassidy does have that that comedic aspect to him, um, but you know, we've seen these guys uh, go one on one before, and, and it was it was great. And, and I know both guys can move, so uh, I don't know. You, you didn't really need to end it like this, but like you said, we got the we got the the correct result. So I I mean, it was fine. So all out, I, I mean, it was it was good. It was entertaining. Um, it, it definitely doesn't hold a candle to, I mean, pretty much any other uh, pay per view that AEW's done so far. So I don't know. We'll see how Full Gear is. Okay. Yeah. Full Gear last year was a very good show. Yeah. Uh, from what I can remember, it's true. Yeah, they had uh, Kenny versus Pac, and uh, it also had. Uh, um, Wait, hold on. No, it didn't have Kenny versus Pack. It had Kenny versus Moxley is what that one was. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. yes. Good times. Great memories. Great memories. <laughs> so, yes. Um, full gear should be interesting. Yeah. I, I do look forward to that. Um, we also had uh, uh, WWE Payback, um, which uh, we'll, we'll talk about some implications about that going forward here. Um, but let's let's talk about uh, just some insights into this week's wrestling stuff. Uh, Steven, let's talk about uh, Dominic Mysterio. He had a match yes. with Buddy uh, Buddy Murphy on Raw, a street fight. And it became quite quickly a family affair, Steven. Mm. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Mama Mysterio, uh, Sister Mysterio, all the Mysterios. Sisterio. Sisterio. Nailed it. (laughs) They all came out and uh, took turns beating up Buddy Murphy with kendo stick shots. Uh, um, And uh, uh, obviously Buddy uh, quit. Mm. Uh, Mm. He he gave up. He tapped out. He lost. What a pansy. (laughs) Uh, No Seth Rollins to be found here. Um, Steven, how much longer is this uh, thing going to go on between the Mysterios and this... uh, I don't know this this disciple, uh, oh, man. You know, yeah. this 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 flock of followers of Seth Rollins. Yeah, uh, hopefully not much longer. Uh, I don't really know. Like, uh, unfortunately, I think with uh, like you said, with Seth Rollins being absent for this, that that definitely means that this is going to continue, and Seth Rollins is going to try to find some kind of revenge for for the attack on Buddy Murphy. Uh, and I don't know. I just don't really see like. I don't see where this goes, but I know it's not done yet, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe they'll do another eye for an eye, or or they'll start ripping each other's ears off or something, like something crazy. Fun. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, hopefully not much longer. Uh, I don't know where it's going, but I'm kind of scared to find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, let's hope everybody keeps their eyes. Let's... I mean, yeah, I, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, also, more developments here. Um, Cedric Alexander, he, he ended up betraying his partner, uh, Ricochet, and has joined the Hurt Business, which had then, I guess, kicked off this whole thing where you have um, uh, Cruz, Apollo Cruz. Um, and for some reason, the Viking Raiders interjected themselves in there along with Ricochet, and it uh, looks like there's kind of some faction warfare going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Stephen. Uh, good move for for Cedric Alexander, you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do think so. It's certainly not a bad move. Uh, I I think Hurt Business is is doing some what. No, I'm just, I'm just agreeing. With oh, you. fair enough. <laughs> I think her business is doing some good things for some guys that have, you know, not been used for for a while, and, mm. and giving them a, a place uh, that they belong, I, I guess, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a good move. Viking Raiders. I'm kind of confused about that. Uh, I, are they about to like form some kind of faction between the Viking Raiders and Ricochet and Apollo uh, Cruz and Apollo Cruz? I mean that that's a uh, that's certainly a bunch of puzzle pieces that shouldn't fit together, uh, but who knows? It could. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, I, I I do definitely agree with your point, and 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 I'll 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 bring this up here because mm. uh, you you did point out you know uh, what I can't talk today. You pointed out, I guess, what impact the hurt business has had, and it, I mean, it, it's true. I I think that with MVP returning and him being able to cut such good promos mm-hmm. i think that that's helped go a long long way into uh i guess renewing interest right. uh in characters like bobby lashley and shelton benjamin and i think for cedric alexander it would do the same thing i think that they they had looked at ricochet as a possible addition i think they would be it would be nice if both ricochet and cedric alexander joined the hurt business yeah. Um, and that's not to say that couldn't still happen. True, but uh, it, it seems though they're they're still going with the very much uh, baby face ricochet right. uh, kind of deal here, um, which is fine. Um, you need baby faces, just not stupid baby faces. Right, right. And it seems like that's the direction they've gone in with with ricochet. Yeah, um, I, I mean, the, like you said, it, the, it certainly could happen. Still, him joining Hurt Business. Um, I mean, we'll we'll just have to wait and see if that's how they want to do it. I think the the biggest thing that the Hurt Business is doing for their members is, um, you know, it. We, we always talk about like the the fifty fifty booking that WWE does and, and like the the burying of, of some people and things like that. And, and a lot of the these people, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, even Bobby Lashley, to a certain degree. Um, they they lost their their like validity and their like intimidation because mm. it's just like oh they're in this feud and then they lose a bunch and then they go away for a little bit and so like there there's no intimidation factor there there's there's nothing telling me like oh it's Shelton Benjamin I need to be scared right now but now they have they have people behind them you know they they have a proven track record of of pain you know <laughs> so uh yeah I, I i think it's i think it's great that he's joining them i would like to see ricochet in there i think that'd be cool uh ricochet's been been this uh you know this this superhero guy for for a little bit and i don't know may, maybe freshen him up a little bit heroes are real cool <laughs> happy for you i'm I'm very glad um yeah man 
Oh, I, I think that would. Be, I think it's a good move for Cedric. Cedric needed a, a bit of a a refresher, a yeah. little bit of a, a second look to him. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad for him for sure. Um, where they go with this, um, you know, uh, feud here with these uh, these puzzle pieces, as I think you had brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I think everyone involved is very talented. It's just a, a strange pairing. You know, mm. well, I mean, it just seems like kind of out of nowhere that the Viking Raiders would just like take umbrage with the hurt business. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. Maybe they maybe they feel threatened with their tag team titles. I don't know, uh, or or not tag team titles. The Viking Raiders aren't tag team no. champions. What am I even talking about anymore? Um, it's been a long day, dude. <laughs> it has been. We've it's been, been we've been day. yeah we've been having a lot of fun been running errands. This is true. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um. Let's talk about Keith Lee mm. and him being a pawn in this war between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Because it seems like week in, week out, if Keith Lee, Keith Lee's gotten maybe one legit win over Randy Orton, and that was at payback. But it seems like every week he's either losing to Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre interferes in the match with Randy Orton. And that causes Keith Lee to win by disqualification, which doesn't do him any favors at all. No. Um, we're obviously getting the continuation of Randy versus Drew uh, because uh, yeah, Randy keeps punting Drew in the head and Drew keeps claymoring Randy in the middle of their matches. Riveting. <laughs> Storytelling. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. What, what do you think? Oh, man. Um, where is this going? Where what? Why has Keith Lee been interjected into the middle of this thing, with really what what seems to be no real direction for him? Or, yeah, and no real reason uh, at, at all for him to be in the middle of this at all. I, I mean, if they want if they want to continue this thing with Randy Orton, just continue the thing with Randy Orton. Like you don't need Keith Lee in there to to just be you know. <laughs> I guess dodging out of the way of uh, of claymores and RKOs and punt kicks and, and all these things like it it doesn't it certainly doesn't do the storyline any favors whatsoever and it doesn't do Keith Lee any favors either. Um, I don't know, man. H- hopefully, we're not already seeing the downfall of Keith Lee. I mean, they they clearly don't have anything for him uh, right now. I, I mean, clearly. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't just like go away, and then we just don't see him for a little bit. I, I'm glad we're at least seeing him, but also he's not really doing anything. Correct. You know, he, he's not really doing anything. He he has no place in the storyline that he's placed in, and uh, I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm just worried. This is, this is the same old song and dance of every NXT call up. I'm just worried. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, it is very worrying. I'm not looking forward to. Um, I, I, I'm not looking forward to his future at this point. I, I think that his he's a very very good. Uh, I guess prospect. I don't even want to call him a prospect because I mean he's he's, he's already proven. very well. Yeah, he's he's a very much a proven talent. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what the problem is, is that they don't seem. To want him, to want to let him do the things that make him great on the main roster, right? Like they've they've put him in this weird shirt. They've got <laughs> they they don't let him do leapfrogs over people. Uh, he's not doing the super athletic stuff 
that really kind of blew us away in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, they're treating him to do kind of the same old big man kind of thing. He's a big dude. Yep. Yeah. I mean, but that's only what he is appearance wise. Like he's so much more than 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 that. Like he's, see, and that's what in, that's his thing. Exactly. That's what's so great about Keith Lee. Like, yeah, it, I, I'm not gonna say anybody, uh, but you know, a lot of people can go out and just be a be that big man, do, do that big man style. You know, and, and the thing about Keith Lee is that yes, he can absolutely go out and do that. But a man of his size, he can do so so much more, so much more, and that's what got him so over in NXT. And, and I really thought that Keith Lee was going to be, you know, the the one that changes, um, you know, the, this whole thing that we always go through with NXT call-ups where it's like, oh, they'll they'll get like a few matches, they might win one or two, but, yeah. then, they, but then they just kind of die off. And I thought that Keith Lee was going to be the change in that because, you know, we, we heard all those uh, those quotes and interviews coming out with Vince McMahon saying like, oh, he's, he's great. You know, super every, high on Keith Lee. Super high on Keith Lee, all these things. I was like, okay, sweet. We might actually get, you know, Keith Lee being a, a, a really prominent big guy in, in the main roster, but... I don't know. After these last few weeks, it it just doesn't seem like that anymore. Mm, mm. Yeah, I really did think that he was going to be quite the the paradigm shift mm-hmm. uh, for for Raw and for NXT call ups. Yes, <laughs> paradigm shift. Ah. <laughs> that being said, yeah, I don't know why or how they've mismanaged him this badly, but it seems like they've they've definitely done that. And uh, I'm not uh, I'm not digging it, man. No, no, I'm not digging it either. Um, I, I I just I just don't know. Mm. I just don't know. Mm. Very sad. It is very sad indeed. Um, let's move along then to actually NXT. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's uh, that's necessary right now. So let's talk about it. Um, we have um, Finn Balor. Uh, versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship match. Of course, uh, uh, we got to see the one-hour-long Iron Man match between him, uh, well, them, Gargano, and uh, Ciampa. Right. Um, it went to a 2-2 draw with uh, Adam Cole and Finn Balor both having uh, two wins apiece mm-hmm. uh, over the course of that Iron Man match. And um, by all counts here, it seems as if... Um, you know, they've kind of, I don't know, forgot about Gargano and Ciampa even being involved. Gargano had uh, the skit that he was doing with Candice and uh, um, on NXT with, a, a, not Dakota Kai. Um, what's her name, Steven? Dakota, Dakota Kai's former partner. I'm trying to remember. Oh, former partner? Yeah, the one that... Uh, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, so they had that skit. Mm-hmm. But Ciampa was absent from NXT entirely, right? Uh, which is weird. Um, but we did get uh, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, and that was a pretty good match. It was a great match. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know, man. There's uh, there, there's something about uh, like Adam Cole and Finn Balor where it's like, I, what do you want me to say? Like, like it was it was a great match. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there's not much more I can say about those those two wrestlers that that you know our listeners don't already know. Were you surprised at all at Finn Balor winning? No, definitely not. 
Mm, definitely not. Uh, and that's not. I'm not trying to like take anything away from Adam Cole. It's just like his time has passed right right now, and now we're we're ushering into a new, uh, you know, a new era. We always say that, but you know, a, a new era, a new timeline. Mm. Uh, of course, Finn was going to win. Like, yeah, it, it could have been Champa, Finn, or Gargano. I think, but I, I don't think Adam Cole was going to win at all. Mm. Um, but no, it, it was a really good match. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I like the finish. I like that Finn's champion again. That that's really cool. Mm. Yeah, good. Yeah, you sound like you disagree. No, no, <laughs> I I I agree uh, with you wholeheartedly that if it's if it's Adam Cole and Finn Balor, then it should be Finn Balor winning. Yeah, All right. Um, I do find it a bit odd uh, that uh, that that it was kind of dropped by the wayside in terms of uh, Gargano and Ciampa. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it was almost like they weren't even needed, you know. Not, and and I don't I don't like saying that because it's Gargano and Champa, and it's like I, I'll take them wherever I can. Well, what's strange is that it feels like they built most of the, and I'm sure this was a swerve, but they built most of the four way match on commentary and about I guess um, you know what the actual match was was mostly about Ciampa. It yeah. came down to the wire and he was about to win the match and then Cole and 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 um Balor basically stole it away from him. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so very surprised that there was nothing at least on Tommaso Ciampa's part involved in any of this. I mean there still could be. There still could be. That's for sure. There still could be. I mean I I don't know. Uh, if they want to continue that, uh, I mean, Finn Balor, Ciampa, that's a real good promo going forward. They could definitely try that. Uh, but then at, at, at the same time, it wouldn't make a lot of sense because, you know, Ciampa, you know, for all intents and purposes, lost, uh, quote unquote, that, that Iron Man match. So mm. if it's, if it's him and Finn feuding for the title, it doesn't really make a lot of sense necessarily, but they could do it. I just feel like you would expect to see Ciampa and Gargano more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. or at least them talking about it, or mm-hmm. at least, or at least Champa talking about it. Um, it's Goldie, man. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Or, or maybe he was just so heartbroken that uh, he didn't even show up to NXT the next week. Perhaps. What does Finn Balor do from here? What, what, where do you see Finn Balor taking the title now that he's got it back in his possession? Oh man, there there's a lot of a lot of different things that they could do with Finn Balor. I mean, he he's one of those people like we always say he can he can go up against anybody and, and just have a really really good match. It just depends on who they want to build going forward. I mean, it was it was a big loss with uh, Karrion Cross receiving that that injury because mm. uh, I was I was like just starting to to get on board with with him mm. uh, as a wrestler and as a character. So seeing him go away. Um, Really sucks. I mean, we ha- at the end of the day, we we got Finn Balor as champion, which is really cool. But I, I still would have liked to see Carrying uh, Cross's, uh, you know, title reign and what that looks like. So I don't really know. I, I really don't know. I, I mean, the it, my first instinct would have had had Finn Balor feuding with one of the four guys that that were in the match. But but now that you've had uh, you know Finn Balor decisively win that whole. Um, I don't know, series, uh, I mm-hmm. guess. It, it kind of throws the other three out. They they can't really go up against him immediately. It would be kind of boring. So mm. I don't really know. I don't really know. Interesting. Do, do you have any guesses or any thoughts? No, not not entirely. Mm. Um, I mean, you could always... 
I guess you could always go into the well of, you know, uh, Ciampa saying that uh, Balor stole one from him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could certainly do something like that. I mean, um, it's it's not the strongest storyline, but I would be fine with it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think I would be fine with it as well. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see what Finn does from here with said title now. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere on the card, Rhea Ripley did defeat Mercedes Martinez inside of a steel cage. Uh, thus, it seems as though this would be concluding uh, the feud with uh, the Robert Stone brand, mm. it mm. seems. Uh, I hope. <laughs> you hope? Uh, I think Rhea Ripley needs to go on to bigger and brighter things. I mean, Rhea Ripley should have been, you know, number one in the women's division on the main roster by now. Uh, But, I mean, that just wasn't in the cards for whatever reason. I I feel like, at at this point, almost anything that Rhea does in NXT is just, like, kind of lackluster. Just because she's so much... She she deserves so much more than that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And she should have already been there. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that sentiment for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, good match. Both both matches between um, Adam Cole and Finn Balor, as well as uh, Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez, very very good matches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I highly recommend checking those out. Um, but yeah, man, I mean uh, NXT. Uh, it seems as though um, it's kind of coming back to that old form. Um, With I some new faces. Some new faces, mm-hmm. a little bit of old form. Um, what do you make of them possibly staying on for Tuesday nights? Because there's there's this rumor circulating with the Super Tuesday and how that's been go- going down, how well received that is. Um, that uh, I, I mean, would would it be preferable um, or 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 you know, I mean, does it do NXT any service to be on a Tuesday, Stephen? Um, I don't know if it necessarily does NXT a service. It, it certainly would do a lot of fans a service. Um, uh, you know, fans that are you know cross fans between AEW and NXT, uh, they don't have to choose. Um, which, I mean, if you have a subscription to WWE Network or or a, a cable subscription, you don't necessarily have to choose. You can watch one on Wednesday and watch one later. But you know, for those people that that do only watch live TV, they they wouldn't have to choose, which is nice. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, for NXT, they wouldn't have to be, you know, fighting for uh, viewers with, with AEW. It really just depends on whether WWE just wants to let it go or not, you know, because uh, NXT is only on, on Wednesday nights because of Dynamite. And, and that's not saying anything about the quality of NXT. NXT mm-hmm. is fantastic, mm-hmm. but they would not have put it on USA mm-hmm. if if not for dynamite. So if they want to just let it go and, and, you know, call a, call a, a truce or a ceasefire, maybe, uh, then, then yeah, maybe they will put it to Tuesday night. But, um, Vince doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to just let it go. So I would assume that they would want to keep it on Wednesday nights. Mm. Uh, but it being on Tuesday nights wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'll say that. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Let's move on to AEW. All right. Uh, <laughs> the best man, Stephen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's here. Uh, he he, he <laughs> is here. He's here. Kip Sabian uh, announced that he was going to be marrying uh, Penelope Ford. 
I guess on, on a dynamite. Yes, congratulations uh, to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, they're they're going to get married. Uh, I guess uh, to be expected, maybe on a pay per view or on dynamite. I'm not quite sure. Live sex celebration. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I remember the last one. It, it was it was pretty decent. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it seemed as if at first it could have been Brian Pillman Jr., um, but it is not. No. It's actually Miro. Miro, mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. Miro. Slim Miro. Slim Miro. 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 Yeah. Uh, will the real Slim Miro please stand up? <laughs> um, yeah. I bet that joke's been made like a million a, a, times a, a at this ton, point. A ton, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Like, if, if we're the only podcast that has been like Slim Miro, then... Y'all need to get on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's levels to this, yeah. folks. <laughs> How are we the first one there? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... Miro said that he was not planning on returning to wrestling anytime soon. That he mm. was perfectly happy being a, a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber, Stephen. Yes, um, and that does not seem to be the case anymore. It yeah. seems as though he's ready to uh, to to go into a new direction. Yeah, we all got worked, or we, I got worked at least. We all got worked. Yeah, I, like I, I just I one hundred percent believed him. I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> oh, okay. Right. You're just doing Twitch now. That's cool, dude. You know, do yeah. do what you want. Do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But no, uh, it, was a, it was a huge swerve. So he, he's actually, Miro is now all elite. Um, mm. He cut a very fiery promo, Stephen. He did. He did cut a uh, cut a very fiery promo uh, talking about, uh, you know, whipping people night after night, even though he's only been there for uh, about a minute at that point. But Well, he, he was talking about, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, well, there, there is that. I'm just giving him shit. Uh, it I it mean, was a good promo. He was talking about uh, being in the same house, mm-hmm. having the same glass ceilings, uh, looking for the same imaginary brass rings. Right, right. Uh, very CM Punk-esque mm-hmm. uh, reference there. Um but yes, it 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 seems though he's he's here. Uh, he looked very intense. He mm-hmm. looks in, to be in good shape. Uh, he looked like he was having a good time. Yeah, which the, is great. Yeah, I mean, despite looking like he had just rolled out of bed, mm-hmm. um, and he had a little bit of mom's spaghetti on him. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Sorry, that was a dumb, <laughs> dumb joke. <laughs> but he he did look like he just rolled out of bed. What were those pajama pants yeah, he was got, wearing? He's rocking some pajama pants. Is that his attire? Like, I, I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope that he's just gonna be like whipping fools, looking like a complete bum. Wait, so is he? J- uh, is he like the? Is he like the hardcore gamer? That that's like his. <laughs> that, that's his new thing. That's his new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna just. Be- <laughs> got like grease stains on his shirt and yeah his bags fin- under his eyes his, his finisher is gonna be like that mario jump except like he's like jumps on their head <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like oh my god that <laughs> very large man just crushed that other man's skull in uh oh yeah. man no it was uh it, it's cool um miro's here that's cool i'm all about it um I, I did think that he had quit so so i it did get uh you know kind of a pop from me so that was cool um mm. I, I can't get over what he was wearing, and, and I'm not even trying to be funny about it. I just, I can't get over what he was wearing. Yeah, it, like it it looked like Tony Khan called him up at three in the <laughs> afternoon and was like, "Hey, we're having dynamite in like two hours. You you, you want in on this? You want in on this, dog?" And then and then Miro slowly 
puts down his his pipe on, mm-hmm. on, on the table. Mm-hmm. Shuts the Twitch stream down. Yeah. So th- that that was kind of funny to me. I, I feel like you could have wore something different for a big debut. Plus, your your whole thing is the best man. Uh, wear a suit. Yeah, you're supposed or, to wear, wear a suit. Look, look fancy. Look like somebody like yeah. invited you to a wedding. Yeah, exactly. You're you're the best man. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That that was kind of funny to me. But yeah, Miro, all elite. Woohoo! <laughs> Indeed, Stephen. I I think that it is a. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, seeing Miro there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your expectations for Miro? Oh God. <laughs> Um, honestly, I really have, I really just have no clue right now. Um, they're, they're kind of, you know, rebuilding after all out and, and kind of putting into place what's going to be going on next. Um, maybe he could, I don't even know. Like, I really just don't know where they put him. It, it, I hope it's not like a, like a Mike Cardona or Matt Cardona thing where it's just like, oh, here he is. And then he's gone. Oh, and here he is. And then he's gone. Um, and if AEW is not careful, they're, they're going to have no choice but to go that route just because there's only so much time on TV for, for someone to be there. Um, I, I don't know, man. They, they still got to do something with Brian Cage. They still got to do something with... Uh, uh, what, what, was the, what was the guy that, uh, that debuted at All Out with, with the botch? Oh, oh Matt Seidel? Yeah, my, Matt Seidel. I mean, they need to do stuff with him. There, there's so many people that they're like, oh, look, they're all elite now. And then they haven't done literally anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you what, what they were going to do with Miro, but I wish I could tell you what they were going to do with Matt Cardona, you know? <laughs> so I don't, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> Fair play, man. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it looks like AEW has a very much, a, they, they've assembled together a good roster of heavyweights. Yes. Um, which is not bad. I think you do have guys of like the same size and ilk of like your Kenny Omegas and your John Moxleys and your packs, mm-hmm. um, right? But then you've also got like these these very large men like uh, like Dustin, like Lance Archer, like Brian Cage, Wardlow, Wardlow. Mm-hmm. I'm st- and oh, now I'm still waiting for Wardlow and, to- and now. Uh, Miro, yeah. of course. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, your, no, you're your fine. Train of thought. What, what about what about uh, what about Wardlow? Oh, I'm just waiting for Wardlow to be like AEW champion. Like, like <laughs> he's he's gonna do it at some point. He's so freaking good. I'm just waiting for it. Indeed, Stephen. Uh, he he will probably have his time. Uh, I'm still waiting on him to turn against MJF. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's probably in the cards somewhere at least. Oh, it's in the cards for sure. Um. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, Stephen, but uh, once again on Dynamite, they prove that they are uh, the premier wrestling company in terms of tag team wrestling. Um, and it seems like the uh, uh, the race is a little bit more wide open now that uh, FTR are champions as opposed to Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Page, who uh, it seems though that is all sorts of falling apart. The elite are just all over the place now. Mm-hmm. Um so it it seems to me uh, that uh, you've got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus who are who are really breaking out right now. They're yeah. really looking good. Um, you've got the Young Bucks who are very very much a lot more heelish, perhaps, or mm-hmm. they or they've become at least a little bit more more frustrated, perhaps, by uh, as a result of things with uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. 
Um, and uh, uh, another interesting layer to this was uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, uh, who picked up a win themselves uh, on uh, on Dynamite. Uh, Steven, uh, pulse check here. What, how does FTR winning the Tag Team Championships, um, how, how does that shape the landscape of Tag Team Wrestling for AEW going forward? Well, yeah, like you said, it, it kind of it, it opens it up a lot because you know the the tag team titles ha- had been tied up with Hangman and Kenny for so long, and then FTR comes in and, the, and they have that storyline, and that that went on for so long. Um, not saying it was too long. I'm just saying it, it did go on for quite a while, and so you had a lot of these tag teams that were kind of. I I don't want to use this phrase because it makes it sound like they they like aren't good or don't know what they're doing. But you had a lot of tag teams kind of like filling space uh, for for a long time, uh, j- just kind of being like, hey, we're still here, you know. Um, and, and that's not to say they haven't had good matches. Like you said, Jungle Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they've been having great matches, uh, you know, really really great matches, and they've been building up a lot of steam also. Um, so. To answer your question, uh, I think where where it goes from here, I think it's important to find a team that's going to uh, complement FTR and, and also give kind of like a uh, almost like a like a dichotomy between them. You know, FTR is very very serious. Uh, it's very you know I don't do they I don't think they still use this phrase, but like no flips, just fists. You know, that's that's like yeah, their I thing. Th- I think that's uh, that that's patent by WWE. Right, but right. yeah, I mean, it's still but like it's still kind of it's, their it's, thing. It's it's the same ethos of mm-hmm. being very old school. Right, right. Mm. And so to to counteract that, you need a you need a team that's going to have a little bit more fun and, and maybe do you know like some. Some flippy stuff, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I would personally love to see Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, uh, you know, feuding with them over the titles. Uh, maybe even Best Friends feuding over the titles. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on Chris Jericho, Jake Hager. Uh, I do think the two of them are better separate. Um, I mean, Chris Jericho, he's, he's fantastic. He can he can wrestle tag team. Like, that's not a problem for him whatsoever. Mm. It's just, like, it's... <laughs> It's Chris Jericho, man. Like he, mm. he's got such a name to him. Like he, he is a singles competitor, and, and even if he's not participating in singles, I, I just don't, I don't know. The, the tag team division is not where I see him best, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so I, I would love to see either Best Friends or uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. Okay. Yeah. I mean, both of those are good shouts. I think eventually you're gonna have to get uh, FTR and Young Bucks. I think that that's gonna have to yeah. be. Uh, something that happens. Yeah, but, they're both uh, doing some some heel stuff right now, though. So I, I don't know if that's yeah. gonna. I mean, it seems that way. It definitely seems that way. Um, but yeah, I, I I we've got plenty of time between here and and full gear. Yeah, I mean, who who knows? Maybe Young Bucks, uh, you know, reconcile things with Hangman, and and then they, you know, stop being so frustrated and go back to their their normal selves. Who knows? Well, even if the elite kind of scatter in the wind, it seems. I I still see the young bucks being more of the baby faces than anything else yeah. out of this whole thing. Um, I mean, I, I I see I I really see probably the only one really turning heel being Kenny Omega. Yeah, uh, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of turning heel, let's move on to WWE SmackDown, mm-hmm. where Bailey uh, has explained as to why she turned on Sasha Banks. Uh, she had said that. Uh, um, she knew that Sasha was just waiting on the opportunity uh, for for her to you know uh, do the same thing to her. Essentially, they were both primed and ready to stab each other in the backs. Really, 
Apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, she said that she used Sasha Banks to get what she wanted, uh, Stephen. So uh, it seems that we're, we're finally getting somewhere here uh, in, in, in terms of this story development. Uh, I think that they really uh, did themselves wonders this summer uh, by having Sasha and Bailey kind of just running things on all shows, it seemed at at, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, how excited are you for this feud, Stephen? Well, I will say I am much more excited for this feud than I than I was for their reign. Uh, personally, um, at, at the end of the day, I have to give a whole heaping lot of credit to WWE for actually. Uh, fulfilling a long-term storyline and, and actually like seeing it all the way through and it's not just a storyline that you know either takes place over the course of two months and then nothing ever happens or takes place over a week and nothing happens uh, th- this is a storyline that's taken place over the last three four months and, and it's finally now coming to fruition and, and we're getting a, a solid feud out of it a solid ending to this storyline and it actually went somewhere which is fantastic it's fantastic, uh, which actually makes me excited for this feud. Yes. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere, interesting developments here on SmackDown. Uh, the last week, um, not not this not this most recent SmackDown, but the one before, mm-hmm. uh, saw a number one contenders match uh, for Roman Reigns' uh, new universal title. That's right. Roman Reigns is the new universal champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he beat uh, The Fiend as well as Braun Strowman at Payback. Um, and, uh, I don't know, uh, Paul Heyman tried to uh, put some machinations together that would uh, uh, ultimately lead to a number one contender that was favorable for Roman. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be none other than Jay Uso. Mm. It's an interesting pick, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Jay Uso and his chances here in this newly found spotlight? Uh, I mean, I, I don't see them putting it on Jey Uso. Uh, I, I definitely don't see Roman losing it this soon, for sure. Uh, it is an interesting pick, because they, they're related, aren't they? Yeah, so uh, it, it is an interesting pick. So right off the bat, you know, you have you you have that kind of family dynamic going into it, and I, I think that's a really cool opportunity for Roman to kind of get some character development in there. Uh, you know, Roman, he's he's this. Uh, you know he's he's not a great guy anymore. You know, and, and they're trying to they're trying to show this. So if he you know kind of turns his back on Jay and, and takes this match to the to the nth degree, it might you know provide a a way to show the change in Roman that's gone through. You know, yeah, I I, I would say so. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this match. I mean, uh, it'll be um. I think that they'll give Jay plenty of good offense, um, but obviously uh, it would be foolish to take the the title off of Roman. Yeah, uh, so soon. There's no reason to think that this match won't be great, though. Won't won't be good slash great. I mean, uh, both the guys real talented should be good. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, let's move on to maybe some of my favorite news this week, Stephen. Uh, New Japan has announced the G1 Climax 30 tournament taking place on uh, what looks to be, what is that, September 19th. Mm. So in nice. just a few days' time mm-hmm. here, Stephen. Uh, about a week from today, actually. Um, they've announced the blocks. So, good stuff here. 
Uh, so let's go through the blocks real quick, and let's I'll see if uh, <laughs> see if maybe you can pick out a winner here from uh, okay. uh, from each block. Uh, block A includes Kota Ibushi, so last year's G1 winner. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, surprise, surprise, also in G1, also in the A block. Yeah, crazy. Tomohiro Ishii. Hmm. Mm. Nice. I, th- I, 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 I really hope that Ishii makes a very good run here. Yeah. Shingo Takagi. Nice. Yojiro Takahashi. Taichi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The human embodiment of cottage cheese. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's a great addition. Minoru Suzuki. Oh, sh- I really awesome. hope he faces Taichi and just absolutely batters him. <laughs> oh, man. You're saying Tomohiro Ishii's in A Block? Yes. Oh, so we can get a Minoru and uh, Tomohiro match? Ah. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's and, awesome. And, and you can get you can get uh him versus Ibushi or him versus Okada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because they were in separate blocks last year. Suzuki. Well, Suzuki wasn't even in G one last year. Well, I meant uh, Ishii and Okada. They were in, they yes, were in separate. They, they were in separate blocks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Here's a surprise name here for you, Stephen, because I think that uh, uh, previous to this we were speculating that uh, maybe the foreigners were not making it over. So he, here's here's a few surprises. Jeff Cobb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen was waiting with bated breath. Oh yes. So Jeff Cobb is in block A. You know who else is in block A? Who is it? Jay White. Oh shit. Okay. Uh there is one more name here. Um so this seems to be maybe a little bit more controversial, mm. uh, but it does seem as if Will Osprey will also be in the A block. Man, uh, um, and that rounds things out uh, for for block A. Um, that block is crazy, dog. Yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy block. Um, obviously, Will Osprey does not enter this tournament in with. A lot of fanfare in the West. Right. Um, I will say, upon the announcement, it did seem as though a lot of Japanese uh, Twitter users uh, weren't so negative on it. Um, for 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 better or worse, I'm just stating facts. You can look it up yourself on Twitter, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending it. I'm not opposing it. I'm just saying that that's what's the ish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I. I think that uh, you know what? I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go on this diatribe. We we've, I don't. We've gone into I, it. Yeah, I, I I've I've already covered it. If mm-hmm. you want to if you want to know about my perspective on Will Osprey, DM me. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I think of it. Yep. Um, but uh, I I have no reason to uh, to to go about explaining myself with Will Will Osprey anymore. Well said. Uh, uh, besides that, uh, any clear. <laughs> indication in your mind as to who might come out of this a block oh man so it's a super stacked block it's a really stacked block um i mean jeff cobb uh sticks out to me personally um 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jeff Cobb for sure. Uh, Jay White definitely sticks out to me just because he's been gone for so long, and, and he's a big, big fan favorite. And, and a, I mean, he he's fantastic and a huge part of New Japan. So, uh, I mean, for me, I would I would probably go Jeff Cobb or Jay White, probably. Wow, Jeff Cobb to win the whole thing. Jeff Cobb or Jay White? Mm-hmm. Wow, I could see Jeff Cobb or Jay White. Um, I could also. Uh, I could also see it being Abushi um, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, you can never count out Okada, and uh, maybe more controversially here, um, uh, Will Osprey is coming back with a lot of size on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, That's I refuse to get into the politics of Will Osprey. I absolutely refuse. So I'm just going on this on face value. He's a big meaty meat boy now. It's true. He's and he's going to turn a lot of heads uh, in the locker room. He's going to turn a lot of heads uh, when he comes out to do the matches. Um, and I think that uh, he is going to impress folks with his ring work. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be very hard to deny a guy like that, especially when they've been building him as their future. Right. So um, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. It could it could certainly be him as well. Let's talk about B Block though, Stephen. Let's do it. Uh, B Block uh, has a very interesting lineup. Lots of interfaction feuding going on here with B Block. Oh, nice. Uh, first off, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Nice. He's he's in there representing New Japan. Mm. You know, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hiroki Goto. Mm. Uh, Toru Yano. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yoshihashi. Okay. Sonata. The IWGP champion and IWGP Intercontinental champion, Tetsuya Naito. I don't know why, but I didn't expect Naito to be in there. Yeah, I mean, the the, the champ always is in G1 for yeah, some reason. It's oh, in, man. Because yeah, if the champ wins, he gets to pick his opponent. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, Evil. The former champ. I see. Zack Sabre Jr. I was waiting for that name, man. The returning Juice Robinson. Oh, wow. Nice. And Kenta. This G1 is crazy. Yes. Oh, my God. It's a very fully loaded G1. Oh, man. Do you have anybody on the... um, uh, B block side of things, who you like, Steven? Oh, man, so Sonata jumps out to me. Uh, wow. First off, I love Sonata. Uh, I'd love to see him win this uh, win this B block. Uh, Kenta for sure. Uh, I love Kenta as well. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I- I'm still processing all of these people in the, in the G1. You said this starts next, like. It starts a week from today, as of the time oh, of this wow. recording. So, so if you're listening to this on Monday, the G1 starts on Saturday. Okay, okay, man. So we're we're super close too. Yes, we're super close. Very no, close. that's awesome. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think for B Block, I'm gonna go with Sonata. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so perhaps it might be a Sonata versus either Jay White or Jeff Cobb, according to Stephen. Um, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't put maybe Tetsuya Naito near the top of the list here. For sure. For B-Block, personally. Um, 
I think you can also never count out Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, so I think I think what might end up happening here, Stephen, is uh, we might get Kota Ibushi going three times to the finals in a row and facing Hiroshi Tanahashi would yeah. be would be my pick. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad that'll at be, it. That'll be the finals uh, once again. Hell yeah. yeah I'm, I'm really excited for this G1 too because, uh, you know, my one of my first introductions into actually like sitting down and watching New Japan was G1 uh, from, from last year. And, and so I got introduced to a lot of people that, that I wasn't familiar with, hadn't seen them before. And, and now that you know, I've gone through this year of watching New Japan. I, I've fallen in love with a lot of these wrestlers and, and uh, you know, fallen in love with the work that they're able to do. So this is the first G1 where, like, I know everybody that's in it, you know? So I, I'm super pumped. Well, um, with you being super pumped, we'll go through the first two rounds of G1, uh, which take place uh, September 19th and September 20th, as well as on the 23rd and the 24th. By the time that we record next week, uh, there was there will already have been two rounds in the G1, and we can cover the next couple rounds after that, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, on the 19th, uh, we will have uh, what would be Shingo Takagi versus Jay White from B Block, mm. uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. Coming in hot. <laughs> uh, Steven, you'll like this next one. Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. Yes. Yes. Jeff Cobb versus Taichi. And Taichi's going to die. <laughs> and Will Ospreay versus Yojiro Takahashi. Nice. Uh, I worry for Okada and Ibushi. To go, they're going to go that hard right off like the bat. Like right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which means that it might be a little bit more smooth sailing, um, but A Block looks like it is full of a murderer's row of talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, B Block uh, Day 1, which uh, takes place on September the 20th, uh, will feature Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil, mm. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tetsuya Naito. That's a oh. big, Big match. Yeah, it is. Uh, Hiroki Goto versus Kenta, Toriyano versus Sonata, and Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi. Toriyano versus Sonata. It's going to be so great. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. I agree. Um, let me see here. And then September 23rd, A Block Day 2, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Will Ospreay, Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. Wow, a a rematch of the finals mm. from last G- year's G one, Minoru Suzuki versus Taichi. So good luck, Taichi. Man, <laughs> Taichi might not make it out of make it out of G one alive. <laughs> it's gonna be a long couple days for Taichi. Um, Kazuchika Okada versus Yojiro Takahashi, and then Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Takagi. Ooh, that's gonna be really good. That's a, that is a spicy. Spicy A block yeah. uh, match day two. Um, uh, B block match day two uh, is Yoshihashi versus Evil, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tetsuya Naito. Damn. Uh, oh, oh, I'm worried about Naito's knees. Uh, <laughs> very, very. You sh- everyone should be very worried about Naito facing oh, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Juice Robinson versus Evil, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Toru Yano. 
Nice. And Hiruku, uh, Hiruki Goto versus Sonata. Nice. So there you go. It's week one. Man. Yeah, th- those are s- some stacked blocks, some stacked cards. That's That's going to be good. Indeed, Steven. Indeed. I'm looking forward to it. It seems like they really went all out ah, this on, guy. on this G1. <laughs> uh, I saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> I was like, he's going to go there. You know what else you should see coming? These hot takes. Extra spicy here with this week's hot takes, Stephen. Mm, mm. Extra spicy with that that super hot sauce. That, <laughs> that super hot salsa. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Or samba. Ah, uh, yes. Bossa nova, maybe. A little bit, maybe. a little bit, a little bit of a little bit of all three. It yeah, seems like a little bit of Latin flair. In, mm. it, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is hot takes. Uh, it's time once again for you, the wrestling community, to offer us your hottest takes, most unpopular opinions, and most burning questions. We address them and answer you here on this uh, segment and give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. I think it's just well deserved as we prove you all wrong. <laughs> Fair trade. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tanner coming out spicy. Mm, that's what that salsa music does for me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Let's start with Podfather Mags, mm. our friend Mags on Twitter, at D-E-J Kirkby. How's it going, Mags? Hello, Mags. And thank you for filling in for me last week. Yes, thank you, Mags. And uh, I'll be talking to you again on Radio Techers this week, mm-hmm. uh, where you can find Radio Techers uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts uh, for all of your, your footballing and soccer needs. Real football. None football. Of, none of this hand egg nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, football with a U. Yes, football. Football. Um, so yes, you can find that there on iTunes and Spotify, as well as on Shooting the Sports-ish network on YouTube, uh, as well as on Visionaries Global Media Network. So yes, good times, great memories had by all. Yes, indeed. Mm. Uh, Podfather Mags, uh, he says, hot take, savory over sweet. Steven, what do you think here? Is it savory? Sweet? I tend to agree. You tend to agree with Max. I tend to agree. Yeah, sa- savory. savory over sweet for sure. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, just look mm. at look at look at breakfast, right? Uh, mm. I, I much prefer you know eggs and bacon and, and some toast over uh, you know some some cereal or a donut or something like that. Mm. You know, indeed. See, I I feel like uh, the real advantage for savory is that uh, there's so many complexities in the flavor profiles that you can get out of it. It's true. Uh, you know, like you said, you you mentioned breakfast. Uh, but I mean that uh, sa- savory could be a steak. Savory mm-hmm. could be hot wings. Savory could be, uh, you know, uh, some onion rings. Mm-hmm. Savory could be a good salad. Uh, savory could be a lot of things. Sweet is really just one note, and that is 
sweet exactly yeah yeah absolutely no savories uh, yeah you hit the nail on the head it's more complex it's more interesting it's more fun mm. sweet is uh you know it has its place yeah it has its place but savory all the way mm. and uh i mean don't get me wrong i'm a big fan of ice cream i love aren't we all i love ice cream aren't we all uh but yeah so savory man uh, i think mag i think you're right here on this one what's your uh what's your ice cream of choice I like gelato. I like gelato mm. a lot. Mm. Also, there's. I feel this, like we've talked about this before. I, it's been brought up. It's mm. been. It's definitely been questioned. Um, I do like a good Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Mm, yes. A lot of different varieties of flavors. Um, I also like a good. Um, oh, what thing is that? Um, I like a good. Um, what 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 do you call it? Um, so there's this place here in town now called the creamistry right right uh creamistry is quite awesome because uh what they do is they they like freeze blast this like their ice cream with like science right uh, <laughs> and uh come to creamistry where we freeze blast our ice cream with science <laughs> um but yeah, yeah hire you for their marketing team thanks man yeah <laughs> it's cool man science <laughs> science rules um, uh, but yeah, um, they have this flavor called the Cookie Monster, which is like little little bits, like very very small bits of cookie mm. mixed in with uh, looks to be about you know blue ice cream, mm. as in like the Cookie Monster. Yeah. You know, is it just like a vanilla ice cream that's like dyed blue? I or? really don't know if it is actually vanilla. It's got something else to it. I feel like maybe it's the blue color that fit, like throws me off. But right. I feel like there's it something makes you else. think you're tasting something else. It makes me think I'm yeah. tasting something else. I'm yeah, not quite be. sure. Could be. Um, but yeah, love ice cream. But sa- savory over sweet. I think yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see here. Mags also has an unpopular opinion, or rather, just an opinion. It seems. Mags is actually full of sorts of all sorts of opinions, <laughs> um, but uh, this one here in particular seems to be AEW did Matt Hardy dirty. Yeah, kind of so. seems like it. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think that Matt Hardy also isn't doing himself any favors. I mean, that's certainly true. Yeah, uh, if you looked on Twitter, uh, Reba was not happy. She she no. was she was livid uh, no. for good reason. I, I think. Um, I mean, I I don't know what went down because I don't work for AEW and I, I'm not. Oh, on, you don't say. Yeah, no, I'm not on a first name basis with Matt Hardy or Tony Khan. Uh, but just from an outside perspective, looking in, yeah, it certainly seems like AEW did Matt Hardy a little dirty. Hmm. It does seem like that. That's a shame. It is a shame. It absolutely is a shame. Yeah. Hmm. I just hope that. Uh, that there, there's nothing more coming from that, you know? I would agree. I would agree. I think it's messed up. I think that they should have just called the match. Yeah. Well, um, and they did. Yeah. And then and then they were like, and then they, nah, go ahead. And then they were like, nah, dog. Let's, let's, let's keep let's keep doing this. You right? had it right the first time. Yeah. Why did, why did you keep it going? Um, yeah, so I agree, Mags. Uh, question, what is your favorite cheese? Steven's favorite cheese. Uh, I like a good uh, provolone. Yeah, so it's a good one. Uh, white cheddar. It's okay, it's another good one. Um, Gouda, Gouda, Gouda's a good one. Okay. Gouda's really good for. Uh, I don't know why, but I always consider Gouda to be like a breakfast cheese. It's it's really good on like croissants or like like breakfast sandwiches. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, Parmesan, obviously. 
mm-hmm. a little, little bit of a little bit of Asiago whenever mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm feeling fancy. I like a good Asiago. Mm-hmm. Asiago is good. Colby Jack is underrated. It's true because you get the you get the 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 best parts of of uh, Jack cheese mm-hmm. and uh, uh, cheddar cheese. It's true. It's true. So I do I do like a good mix of that. Um, oh, I pepper Jack pepper on, on the right thing. Pepper Sorry, Jack is a good one. Mozzarella, mozzarella, yeah, yeah it's mozzarella, a good one Parmesan, of course. Yeah, you can't go wrong. That's there. like a, that's like a staple cheese. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like cheddar and Parmesan. That's yeah. the staple cheese. Blue cheese can see itself out. <laughs> I can't handle blue cheese. Feta, uh, feta's fine. I don't um, like the the crumbly cheeses. If it's not like a solid cheese, I'm not about it normally. Cottage cheese is also on its way out. Yeah, I don't like cottage cheese. There's, There's something also about just cheese. wet cheese, like cheese yogurt. A, like yeah. I don't know what the heck's that. Though. What are you doing there? I'm it's not like you're not even it. cheese yet. Like you're just mm. pretending. You're and then and then cheese uses a uh, cotija. Cheese, yeah, cotilla. Yeah, uh, not a fan. Uh, really, I like a good cotilla. I don't know. It, it it has a has a weird uh, weird feeling on my palate. I'm not a fan. Weird feeling on your like a, t- like oh, a texture my, on my palate. You yeah, don't like the texture. I don't like the it. texture. Huh. Well, th- there you go, folks. Yeah. Now you know a little bit more about us. Yeah, and, and, and our and cheese, cheese preferences. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Um, let me see here. So, thank you, Mags. For your hot takes, unpopular opinion, and burning question. Yes, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, everything Pro Wrestling, our friend Conrad at EPW Show on Twitter. How's it going, Conrad? Hello. How's it going? Uh, Conrad asks, G1 A Block favorite matchups and who will give us a match of the, uh, and who will give us match of the year quality? Ay, 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 ay. Goodness. Um, a block man. I mean, goodness. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, I mean, B block too. B block's not bad. B block's not bad at all. Um, I mean, pretty much any matchup that you have with Kota Ibushi is going to be absolutely off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be interesting, and I hate going back to this well over and over again because I'm going to probably hear about it for days, and you're going to make me not want to podcast anymore, people. But Will Ospreay is a very talented dude, and we saw what happened last year when he and Kazuchika Okada get in a ring together. Yep, It is very, very good. Yep. Uh, so yes, I would look out for that match. I would look out for well, for for what it's worth, Tanner. Uh, I 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, if I'm answering EPW podcast question, uh, who's going to to give us a, a match of the year quality match? Yeah, it's probably going to be Okada Osprey. Yeah, um, you know, I mean Shingo's in there. You cannot ever discount Shingo Takagi. Shingo versus Kota Ibushi would be probably something glorious to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see what Shingo can do with Okada. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, what Shingo can do with with Ishii. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Um, and then Shingo and uh, Minoru Suzuki, man. Minoru Suzuki is another guy you just cannot count out right it's now. True. Um, so a block is just stacked. If I, I mean, truthfully, I, I just really, there's so many, there's so many Conrad. I just, uh, all of a block, like uh, all of a block, right? Like that's, that's what it is, right? Okay. All of a block. (laughs) Anything can happen in G1, man. It's where, it's where dreams come true. Unlike old Tratford, um, (laughs) man, United jokes. Am I right? 
Uh, wrong, wrong, wrong podcast. It went right over my R- head. Wrong podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tune into Radio Techers on Mondays. Yes, uh, do. <laughs> uh, question two. Uh, do you think WWE should be worried about Monday Night Football returning? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, they already got like... like their pants pulled all the way down last year when Monday night football came, came back mm-hmm. and everybody pointed at WWE and laughed at them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't see any reason to believe that it will be any different this year. Um, yeah, I, I would say WWE's in a better spot this year than it was last year around this time. But I mean, maybe, maybe ever so slightly. I think the playing feels a little bit more even because, uh, not everybody is returning back in the form of like, right. you know, I mean, NFL did have fans, uh, coming back, which is great. Right. Um, uh, but it's not at full capacity. Right. WWE has fans on led screens. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that tells you everything you need right there. Yeah. Also, there were some more controversies regarding the, uh, the Thunderdome. I won't go into that in full detail, but you can look it up yourself. It was bound to happen. Some of these things that are happening with the Thunderdome are pretty scary, folks. So um, I think that this is a bad idea. Yeah, look. Just put plants in there. Like, not like a ficus. No, like, but like, I, I would actually prefer a ficus. <laughs> I would act like a good shrub. A good, sh- yeah, like good a, shrubbery. Maybe, maybe a nice orange tree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, or orange I don't know grove. why. I, I don't know. I pictured I don't think a, a tree that was orange. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, oranges grow on trees, do they? Uh, I think they do. Like a grove. I, I, I think they do. Yeah. Uh, but no, like literally, <laughs> just, just put plants in there, like one hundred percent. Like, it, you're you're doing it to give the illusion of an audience, right? And, and obviously, you have an audience. Like, I'm not saying they don't have an audience, but um, they're they're doing this to as a perception thing at the end of the day. That's what it's for. So just put plants in there and, and have them react how you want them to react, and then you'll stop having these controversies of people, you know, misusing this opportunity. Right. I mean, I didn't see uh, the actual thing itself until I looked it up on the internet, and I was like, oh. I, I haven't seen it, personally. Yeah. I just... I haven't seen it. I don't really care to. Mm. Uh, I, I kind of get the gist of, of what they're going for there, and uh, it's not good. No. So, uh, well, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Um, because people on the internet are weirdos. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let's see here. Conrad also asks, what improvements would you like to see uh, made to future AEW pay-per-views after All Out? Um, let's not have eight-man uh, multi-tag matches on the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> let's make the pay-per-view make more sense, I yes. think. Um, let's not like wait until two weeks out to actually do a build for a show. Yep. Um, which, I mean, I that might be a little bit unfair. They did do some building. They, they built up their big matches, but I think your undercard needs a little bit more attention yep. and not just booking something two weeks out yep. uh, with hardly any story. Um, so uh, that is what it is, man. I agree. And also uh, take, uh, again, I don't know what happened, but take injuries more seriously. Um, If something like what happened to Matt Hardy happens again, call the match. 
stop it and continue on. Make sure he gets the care that he needs. And and look, like I had said earlier, it's Matt Hardy. He doesn't have to prove himself or anything like that. So, yeah, just take him more seriously. I know I understand it's a pay-per-view. I understand a lot of money went into, you know, making sure that this goes down correctly and blah, 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 blah. You have people relying on this going well, blah, blah, blah. I don't care that that man is injured. Treat it as such. Indeed, Stephen. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Um, let me see here. Uh, okay, I think that's all of Conrad's questions, actually. Uh, thank you, Conrad. Yeah, thank e- you. At Everything Pro Wrestling, uh, on, uh, at EPW Show on Twitter. Definitely check out Conrad and uh, and Mags, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Both great podcasters. Uh, Justin, I love headlock talk. Hashtag BLM on Twitter, at ToxicJustin. What's up, Justin? How's it going, buddy? How are you doing? Uh, Justin says, I've got two. Number one, how is Steven doing? Aw. Steven, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I- I'm good. I, I appreciate it. And, and I uh, I definitely saw, you know, all the well wishes on, on Twitter from-, from all of our all of our friends, all of our listeners, all of our podcast peeps and co-hosts. Uh, I really appreciate it, guys. 100%. Uh, sorry if I scared you. Uh, for what it's worth. I scared myself, so, mm, mm. Um, but but yeah, absolutely, I, I am doing perfectly fine, and uh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you are once again across the table from me, Stephen, mm-hmm. and that you're in good health. Yes, thank uh, you. Um, let me see here. Question two: Who is your favorite gaming YouTube uh, YouTuber, rather, Stephen? Mm, favorite gaming YouTuber. That's a hard one. So I, I used to watch it a lot more than I used to. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of my gaming coverage that that I watch now, um, well, it's not even watch. I read a lot of articles now about gaming. I, I don't really watch a lot of commentaries and, and gameplays and things. Um, one of my favorites is and always will be though the original Syndicate slash the Syndicate Project, depending on what channel you're watching. Um, Syndicate is a uh, Call of Duty uh, gamer. It, I mean, he plays all kinds of things now, but when he first started, he, he started on Call of Duty Zombies, and uh, yeah, he, he was definitely one of my favorites for a long time. Uh, Hutch is great. I, I know he's still doing some stuff, not that much anymore. Seenanners uh, back in the day, shout out to Seenanners, if uh, there's any of his fans out there still. I, I don't know if he's still doing stuff, but uh, yeah. You know, I need to catch a Miro stream one of these one of these days. Yeah, I, I I've not caught a Miro stream yet. Um, I've heard know... he's he, like it's 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 a great stream. Like it's not just oh I have a bunch of people watching me because I'm Rusev. Like it, it's actually like a really good stream. So I, I wanna I wanna check it out and see what all the hype's about. No, yeah, I mean I I don't blame you. I think that would be good and uh, obviously very um very appropriate. Yeah. Uh, considering the context of the show, um, personally. And this might come as a shock. I I don't watch gaming YouTube. Yeah, I don't. I'm more into I'm more into the fitness YouTube. Uh, I like a good uh, a good Jeff Cavalier, a mm. good Jeff Nippard, um, uh, a Mountain Dog uh, uh, Fitness mm. uh, uh, with a um, oh what is his name John Meadows. He's very very good. So I like I like fitness YouTube. I like football YouTube. I'm obviously uh, watching a lot more. Uh, of that and getting more into analysis of the beautiful game with um, 
uh, TIFO football podcast, mm. uh, HITC sevens podcast. Um, they do a lot of like extra like video coverage of, of like um, of, of soccer and analysis and profiles and all sorts of like cool interesting topics. Nice. So I'm more into that. Um, I must say, Justin. Um, so I'm sorry if I bored you with my explanation, but uh, it sounds like Stephen has you more or less covered as far as gaming is concerned. Yeah, more or less. Yes, indeed. Con- considering two out of my three recommendations, I don't know if they even still do things anymore. <laughs> but whatever. You can still check them out. You can still check them out. Their their stuff is still online. Excuse this me. is true. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, it's just like five and six-year-old games at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Matt G. Uh, oh, by the way, thank you, Justin. Yes, thank you, Justin. For, for your questions. Um, Matt G, a.k.a. Uh, just Matt G, it seems. He took the a.k.a. out of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Matt G. Hello. At IllustriousMG40 on Twitter. Uh, how's it going, Matt? Another another great content creator here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, more promotions will do shows slash events together in the future, except WWE, because they selfish. Seems like it. <laughs> do you think more shows, uh, more and more promotions will do co-branded shows and events together? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Honestly, I think we're on we're at the tipping point uh, between um, and there there's like nothing coming out saying this is just like a, a feeling that I have. I guess uh, is that we're we're coming to a tipping point with New Japan and AEW where and uh, and honestly even AEW and like Ring of Honor and places like that where uh you're you're going to start to see some some co-branded stuff some I mean the the co-branded shows might be a little farther off but we're already seeing some of the like cross promotional stuff you know with Thunder Rosa coming on to AEW so um it, it's already starting the the co-hosted shows it might be a little ways away but yeah in, in the future for sure it's definitely coming, I would say. Indeed, um, I, I would say so, and I would say like the the partnership uh, that um, that they would have with oh, you know, um, uh, what is it? India NWA. Mm-hmm. That's very important right now. Right, I, right. I would say um, NWA is trying to still maintain its its relevancy here uh, in the landscape without putting on actual shows. And I think uh, having Thunder Rosa on was good. I think it'd be a nice shout, uh, a shout back to maybe um, Proto AEW by having Nick Aldis around. I think mm-hmm. that would be great. Nick Aldis is a great talent. Um, you know, so maybe maybe bringing him into the fold in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, a, uh, NWA just has some really talented folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I do like that, man. And I uh, I actually I don't watch a lot of NWA. I've just seen like clips here and there. Uh, so I wasn't really familiar with Thunder Rosa, but man, what a great match that was. That was a really, really good match. Right. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree. I, that was probably that was probably mm, mm, top one or two matches of the night for me with that show. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see here. So I do appreciate uh, your question here. And uh, yeah, thank you, Matt G, a.k.a. Matthias Black, yes. aka Matt G at illustrious MG40 on Twitter. Yes, thank you. I uh, hope that answers your question. And yes, WWE, they selfish. They be selfish. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Marie Shadows at Marie underscore Shadows on Twitter. Hello, Marie. How's Hello. it going? 
Marie says, Best Friends is the equivalent to Blink-182. I don't like Blink or Best Friends. So I guess she's saying that she doesn't like Blink-182 or the Best Friends. Oh. Well then. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Blink-182 and Best Friends. They're both great, in my opinion. Uh, well, yeah. Um, I I would agree. I think that uh, uh, Blink-182 is a, a fine band. I, I, don't, I haven't liked their... Uh, their releases um, a whole lot. They've they've put out a couple good singles uh, since Tom DeLonge left the band. Um, but they used to be a, a, a nice little pop punk group. Um, best friends. I I really don't see the resemblance to Blink One Eighty Two, except that you feel like they're both terrible, Marie. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say Blink One Eighty Two has a atrociously overrated drummer. Just saying. You think Travis Barker is overrated? A hundred percent. Look, Travis Barker is a great drummer. Yeah. But he's not this like drumming god that everyone says he is. He is absolutely not. His, like I'm sorry. His like, his technique is pretty superb, Steven. Sure. <laughs> Steven's like, no. Look look up Mike Portnoy. I know and, who and, Mike Portnoy and, is. No, I know you do. I'm just saying like look up Mike Portnoy and uh, then look up a Travis Barker solo. Yeah. They're not even in the same realm. Like, well, I, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like all the way shit on Travis Barker. He's a great drummer. I mean, you obviously are. No, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying he's a great drummer. Like a hundred percent. He's a better drummer than I am. 100%. Hmm. But like everyone just puts him up on this crazy pedestal that he's like this rock God. It's like, dude, calm down. Hmm. Everyone he, calm down. He is, he is a, a vegan, maybe perhaps the best vegan drummer. Sure. I'll give him that. <laughs> Best vegan drummer. <laughs> uh, Is he vegan, really? Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking air. Right on. Yeah, he, he, he don't he don't eat that meat. That, that's crazy because <laughs> drumming it's very. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was either. But uh, you know, drumming is very physical. It so, is. Uh, props to him for still being able to get that protein. Mm. But he eats a lot of lentils. Bet he does. Mm-hmm. Bet he does. Um, yeah, but um, best friends. Um, I mean, they're a bit quirky. But I mean, there's um, I don't yeah. There's I, lots of love about I don't, best friends. I don't get the connection, yeah, between best friends and Blink One Eighty Two. Except personally. except except that Marie dislikes both. That's, yeah, that I mean, that that's seems fine. to be the that seems to be the connection. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I will say that is uh, um, well, Marie. Unfortunately, that does seem to be a fairly unpopular take here in this thread. Uh, oh, yeah. So I I think you're definitely winning on that front. Um, let me see here. She does go on to explain that uh, she says, my BF, I take it boyfriend, mm. uh, or best friend, perhaps, mm, ironically, best friend, yeah. uh, <laughs> w- was was uh, singing Blink-182 song yesterday, and I thought how perfect the two intertwine. It makes perfect sense the way best friends act represent Blink-182 songs. I'll gladly take the title of Heal, LOL. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think that uh I think that Blink One Eight Two is a it's a fine band. It's it's yeah. um there's nothing wrong with them. I think a little bit uh, um past uh its glories, but I mean uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily though. Mm. You know, indeed, nobody does like you when you're 23. Mm. Um, mm. let me see. Yeah, here. no one likes me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, so thank you, Marie, uh, for your hot take. Uh, our friend Anthony from Wagons and Warpaths at Wagons underscore Warpaths on Twitter. How's it going, Anthony? How you Hello. doing? Hello. Yeah, he, uh, Anthony obviously is a, uh, uh, he's part of uh, Project Dits. 
uh, from Dits on Wrestling. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm still waiting on uh, I'm still waiting on your you know your call. You know, I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, waiting on my DMs to mm-hmm. just uh, for a particular message. You know, um, unless you're scared, ooh, uh, ooh. which you might be. I would be. Um, anyway, Tanner spitting the venom. Yeah, well, you can also listen to Anthony's uh, stuff about uh, um, the Buffalo football scene the, mm. for the Buffalo Bills. If you're a Bills fan, or if you just like good information about football. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna make a really mean joke about something, and I'm not gonna bring it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, let me see. It wasn't about Buffalo or the Buffalo Bills. I promise you, Anthony. Um, let's see here. Anyway, on to Anthony's question. The G1 is the best thing in wrestling every year. Better than Wrestle Kingdom. Better than WrestleMania weekend. Better than anything in wrestling. Steven? It looks to be that way. <laughs> yeah, it looks to be that way. Uh, at least this year, for sure. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't been excited for, uh, for any wrestling show like I have been for, for G one, I mean, all out to a certain degree. Um, I don't know. It just kind of soured in my mouth after watching. It's just like, ah, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like what I wanted. <laughs> Whatever. But G one, man, G one looks killer. G one is spicy this year. Yes, indeed. it is. It looks like they were like, oh yeah, it's the thirtieth anniversary of G one. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna plop my ginormous genitals on this <laughs> table here. <laughs> Call it Dominic Dijakovic because you can feast your eyes uh, here on this G1. No, keep going. This is... <laughs> uh, Plop my enormous genitals on the table here. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. You chose a, a very graphic metaphor, but you're I not did. wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull this episode at some point in my future. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, yes, it is a, it's, it's quite a spicy, uh, G1 this year. Yes. And, uh, I'm looking very much forward to it. Um, let me see here. So thank you, uh, Anthony, you are right. G1 you is are. the best thing. Uh, I don't care what anybody says, whether you're an AEW fan or a WWE fan, you can both suck it. <laughs> um, you know, G1 is the best. Okay. You can't top it. Okay. Steven wants me to move on. I'm being far too aggressive about this. No, you're just like defending New Japan with a WWE catchphrase. It's it made me chuckle. It's yeah. Okay, okay, that's it. All right, just made me chuckle. Uh, well, thank you, Anthony, for your for your hot take. <laughs> I agree with it. Yes, thank you, uh, Craig from ProWrestlingMusings.com at Craig PW Musings. Craig says, unfortunately, Tomohiro Ishii is overrated. Steven's face he's he's baffled that's the door sir <laughs> you can walk through it if you so choose no I'm kidding you're entitled to your opinion but I- I'm curious why you think that is like what what is it what is it that Ishii doesn't have that that you wish he did that makes you think that he's overrated because I disagree <laughs> That's it. I'll say I disagree. Um, I'll say this. I, I share a friendly relationship with, with Craig in terms that we are both Liverpool fans. Ah, um, yes. But uh, there is such thing as having a wrong opinion, and this is <laughs> a damn. wrong opinion. Uh, 
Tomohiro Ishii is not only properly rated, he's underrated. Like, this man should have won the G1, like, five times by now. Yeah. Um, there's, like, there's so much fire coming from that side of the table right now. There's, like, a huge bonfire behind you. I, I, just, I just stacked it all, poured some kerosene on it, and threw a match. I love it. Was, it. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, yeah. Craig, um, listen, buddy. Um, I... I don't want to say get better wrestling opinions because that's wrong, but um, Tomohiro Ishii is just—he's—he's he's amazing. Like yes. what? 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 What is he not giving you that you need? Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm just so curious to know because you're—you're look, uh, Craig is—I'll—I'll uh, I'll put Craig over because mm. I've—I've—I've I've beat up on the poor guy enough. Um, Craig is a brilliant statistician when it comes to uh, wrestling. Mm. Um, he's he's done a wonderful job. If you go to Pro Wrestling Musings or if you check out any of Craig's analytical work that you can find on Twitter, which is awesome, right? Uh, he does a lot of really great stats work on strikes and moves and, and things like that performed over the course of a match, and, and, and he finds really cool analytical insights that no one else that I'm aware of is even looking into right mm. now. Uh, which is really really dope, um, but but Craig, could you could you just go through your paperwork again for me, please, and <laughs> try and find a way in which Tamahiro Ishii is not satisfying you enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he certainly satisfies uh, my wrestling needs and the needs of all sorts of other people around the world. I'm sure this is true. Hmm. This is true. Uh, but thank you, Craig, for your particularly hot take. <laughs> yes, thank you. That. Uh, I, I tried not to blow a fuse there. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, SCW, the wrestling channel at SCW underscore Steve. How's it going? Hello. Uh, SCW underscore Steve says, uh, Miro is rumored to be able to wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling under his AEW deal. Which wrestlers would you like to see him face? Best best wishes to you guys, and have a great show. Well, thank you for the best wishes. I hope you have a great show as well, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Thank yes, you. Steve is also a content creator, of course. Mm. Miro being rumored to be able to wrestle un, in New Japan under his AEW deal. That seems to be a frequent uh, proclamation, it seems, mm. by people who sign for AEW. I, I can't verify if this is actually true or not. I personally haven't seen the rumor. Okay. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit that Miro could work in other companies without any kind of um, restriction. I think John Moxley's only restriction is that he can't work in the U.S. Uh, um, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. If he's working mm. in the U.S., he has to be working uh, in, at uh, an AEW event or it's somehow sanctioned by AEW, right, it seems. Right. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, yeah, I just don't know. I, I just can't verify that. If if Miro is, in fact, working uh, or able to work for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Steven, what kind of matches would you like to see him have? Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. I mean, there, there's so many people in New Japan that, that he could have a, a really, really great match with. I mean, right off the bat, the first name that pops into my head is Shingo Takagi. I think they would have a really good match together. Uh, I mean, even if he had a match with uh, someone like Zack Sabre Jr., having a, a little bit more of a technical match to it would be really cool. I mean, the the thing with New Japan is like they, they have some of the best of every style, almost. Like, yeah. I mean, what whatever he wants to do, 
they they have the guy for him over there, you know. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's a very valid point. Um, yeah, I mean, you could do a lot with uh, with uh, with a guy like Miro. Like who um, who pops into your head first? For some odd reason, and I'm not quite sure why this is, but the two names that came to my mind first were Minoru Suzuki mm. and Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. I just want to see Miro try and have um, that kind of New Japan match as a big man or just having that kind of brutal match like he could have with Minoru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. I think that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could you could talk about guys like Okada if you wanted to. I just I I don't like this idea of New Japan needlessly influxing gaijins for no proper reason. Like right. I, if if guys like um, Miro or guys like um, oh, uh, Brody Lee, mm. you know, uh, you know some of these other people who have rumored New Japan. Uh, clauses in their contracts, uh, or or FTR for that matter. Um, I just don't, I I don't want it to be needless. I just don't want them like right. randomly dropped in G one because you know who gives a you know, but um, I, I think that it's um, I, I'd like to see it be for a reason, right? Right. right. Like I'd like it to make sense. No, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's basically our our same point about AEW signing WWE guys you just don't don't make it for no reason yes yes i absolutely agree and that actually brings up our next question and we do thank you scw underscore steve for your question yes thank you um let me see here red leaf retrocast at bowling jd who uh i just sat down with earlier this morning and uh Talked a little bit of WCW with. Nice. That was a fun episode, so make sure to catch that episode out uh, for uh, Red Leaf Retrocast. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, he, so he says that Miro had one of the most embarrassing wrestling debuts I can remember ever seeing, ranging from the segment, the, the introduction, uh, the Twitch-integrated joking yet serious glass ceiling promo, and didn't even get me, uh, and don't even get me started. On his horrible attire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it certainly could have gone a lot better than it did. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree that the promo was like garbage. It, it definitely wasn't garbage. Uh, again, it could have been better for sure. I think the, the promo aspect of it was... Um, The best part about this whole thing mm. was his intensity uh, when he did get serious about it. Right. Um, however, the best gamer line made me chuckle. <laughs> but see, like, like should it like should it be that thing? No, like, it, it shouldn't. It yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. So so I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so so he he did that whole thing, mm-hmm. which was which was strange. Right, I wasn't like a huge fan of that, um, but then yeah, like he comes out looking like again, like he just rolled out of bed, uh, and like you know, you know, hid his stash in in a box underneath his bed. Yep. Right, um, you know, it's a very very weird attire to just, you know, oversized pink 
t-shirt, uh, almost looking like silk pajama pants. Mm-hmm. I told you in the car, uh, his his whole demeanor uh, or attire and look reminded me of like Jaden Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Mm. And I don't know. It's. Um, I, I think Mags raises a great point also in this thread about Miro um, and, and the fact that this ex-WWE guy with a grudge kind of shtick uh, uh, sh- is getting a little bit too repetitive. Like, I get it. You're out, you know, finally. Yeah. You've got some things to say. Um, that's why we have these podcasts. That's why you can go onto YouTube and speak your mind. That's why mm-hmm. you can do it on Twitch. That's why you can do it all these other places. I know, I know, I get it. You've got a national stage where you can mm-hmm. open your grievances up. That's 100%, right? Well, we're almost getting getting this kind of thing that we see with, uh, and this might be a weird comparison, but uh, the the thing that we see with some superhero movies and how like franchises get like rebooted all the time, and they always start out with an origin story, and it's the same origin story that that superhero has had since like the '80s, and it's just so overplayed and overdone, and like we know what happens. It's kind of that equivalent here, where it's like we we know. Like we we understand, and, and I'm so happy for you that you're not in that predicament anymore. But that can't be your character. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I absolutely agree, man. And, and I'm in full agreement here with uh, with our friends over at the Red Leaf Retrocast. Mm-hmm. I, I really do absolutely agree with that. Uh, I th- I still think Miro's going to be fairly successful. Yeah. Uh, I, I at least hope that for him. Um, but um, we'll have to wait and see. We shall. Um, let me see here. Uh, so thank you guys for your question. Uh, Mike is turning heel at Bake O City uh, on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, Mike is turning heel says, Naito is the main reason I don't watch New Japan. <laughs> Steven. Okay. <laughs> I, I, this is kind of similar to the Ishii thing. Like, why? Uh, why? Yeah, what, like, what is it that, that he's not doing? Like, what did he do to you, Mike? Right. Um, if that is your name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I I disagree. I, I don't know. I, I wish I wish that you could enjoy Naito, but I'm, I'm not sure why you don't, but I certainly do. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's why 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 don't you like naito yeah what what does he do that offends you is it the spitting i I get that that's gross (laughs) yeah um but yeah man i'll say this please expand i i'd like to i'd like to know your reasoning uh mike does say in part of this thread uh he says that uh he does absolutely nothing for me so that's a fair assessment um cool okay yeah. yeah, um, Mike, that's uh, well within your right. This is hot takes. It is hot takes. I, I mean, you uh, you came swinging, so <laughs> yeah. I um, we can't be mad at you for that. Yeah. Um, best of luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see here. So thank you. Uh, Mike is turning heel. Uh, yep. for your question or hot take yeah. or thank you for your uh, take. just very um. I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Paige Etheridge at Paige Etheridge one on Twitter. How's it going, Paige? Hello, Paige. Uh, Paige says the Rock is hotter 
bald. Steven, where, where do you rank The Rock's hotness between him having hair and him not having hair? So, uh, I... Okay, this is going to be a strange segue. Uh, I only cut my hair usually like once a year, right? And, and, yeah. I, and I cut my hair usually right around May, right? When it, when it starts to get really hot outside mm. uh, so, so that I can cool down, right? Um, I, I can only assume that that The Rock, um, y- you know, is very similar to, to me at least in, in, uh, in that he's probably cooler bald. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um I've I've made a very I've made a deal with myself Stephen because I know I, I I'm very well aware of the the men on both sides of my family and the their relationship with their hair oh I see and uh it, it's it's very clear to me that uh, uh maybe it's not long for this world mm. I don't know mm. um so you know the minute that I start it starts really going I mean I'm I'm going full you yeah. know full shave that's how you got to do it i mean i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna just you know cling on to it right uh i'm gonna i'm just gonna let it go mm. and um you're gonna be you're gonna be the the beard bearded bald guy yeah or, maybe, or are you just gonna rock the goatee maybe rock a stash like, rock like a stash like nice. a thick stash yeah <laughs> yeah no like um, no joke that that's the kind of facial hair i want it's just like a thick stash that's it yeah but you know Hey, I mean, you can do it. There's not much here. Just, just keep trying. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. Just let it, just let it grow. That's what just I'm doing. I, I invested in a, in a trimmer, uh, instead of a, instead of just a blade, and it, it changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It is. Um, I will say that, uh, uh particularly the advantage of uh, being fully bald. Uh, or or rather, shaving your head like that, uh, like the Rock does, aerodynamic. It's aerodynamic. <laughs> Sorry, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, even in the wintertime, when it does get cold, really all you have to do is put on a skull cap. Truth. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're good. Maybe 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 some uh, maybe some sunscreen when you're out in the the hot hot heat. Right. You got to you got to don't want to burn that scalp. Sunscreen up that cap. Mm-hmm. That, that cap. <laughs> scalp thank you um but yeah it's good stuff i think you'd look good bald for what it's worth thanks man yeah i, I think so too I've, I've cut my hair short enough to know what i may look like bald yeah yeah so we'll see right on um let me see here well thank you i do appreciate your question page i hope that answers your question i don't think it does at all really okay so okay, but- all right so like like is he hot or bald steven like two men secure with their own masculinity. Yeah. Uh I mean yeah, the rock, rock's very attractive guy, I'm not going to lie. Uh I I will be perfectly honest with you. I can't picture him in my head with hair. I can still remember him with hair. I think the thing is is like and and maybe it's no coincidence, but once he shaved off all that hair, he just packed on all that muscle. Right. Like right. I think he was hitting the, the gym 20 times harder. I guess that was probably because he wasn't wrestling anymore. He had more uh, time to devote to that kind of thing. Ah, uh, here we go. Yeah. Um I got to say he rocks the bald look that a little more than a little more than the hair look, I think. Yeah. So I I'm I'm going to agree. Yeah, there, I mean there's something uh there's something hyper primitive and like very masculine about being bald nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it it helps that his bicep is like Two times the size of my 
fucking yeah. thigh. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Well, and he's got he's got a very chiseled chin and jawline. It's true. So yeah, he 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 makes that uh, he makes that bald look. Uh, he really pulls it off. He does. Mm. He does. Shout out to the Rock. There you go. Uh, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> uh, Blue Cano at K underscore two underscore zero spelled with a three and a zero. So Z three. Oh, I see. R O. I see. Or zero. Uh, Blue Cano says. Uh, Western women's wrestling will never be good as it is in Japan. The lo- the history, longevity, training, and presentation makes it impossible. Uh, but the women's wrestling scene in the West will get better. Uh, but it will never touch Joshi wrestling. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's really hard to say never. I will say yeah. I agree with you a little bit right off the bat, but it's hard to say never. Where I definitely agree with Blue Kano is that um, women's wrestling in Japan is light years ahead of yes. women's wrestling in the West, it seems. Uh, I guess because of the training regimen and everything that goes into that right now. Um, I mean, Well, they tend to start a, a lot younger, too, to absolutely, my knowledge, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and um, they've got a proper training structure there with a lot of very experienced women's wrestlers who trained the younger girls in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think that that makes a huge difference. Um, I think that, um, you know, because they're, they're training and developing them at a very young age, it makes for, for proper uh, pro- proper wrestlers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because they've been doing it for so long. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, it seems like uh, WWE and AEW are just trying to scout or pick up bones from one another. And uh, try and work with them. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that it's just a, a mentality thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I think the thing, the same thing, uh, arguably could be said about the men's wrestling side of things too. The men's wrestling thing is, side of things in Japan is is I, I guess the philosophy and training and uh, coaching and everything in Japan is just uh, far superior than it is here in the West. Yeah, it's it just seems like it's taken a lot more seriously over there. Um, what and not even just like in the industry, but even outside of the industry in the, you know, in the country as a whole. Whereas in America, you know, the inside the industry, it is taken very seriously. Uh, outside of the industry, it's definitely not taken seriously in any way. Really, uh, it's starting to get there for sure. Um, but. Yeah, J- Japan is light years ahead of us, even even in the men's division as well. I would say so. Uh, so thank you. I do appreciate your question, uh, or rather, hot take, Blue Kano. Indeed. Uh, let me see here. Just a few more. Uh, Otis at R-I-A underscore Otis. So Otis says, uh, Otis has actually got a, quite a few hot takes. Hmm. Uh, let me see here. First one is FTR are nowhere near the level of the Young Bucks. Uh, I disagree. It depends on what you're looking for. Different strokes. It's old school mentality and philosophy versus new school mentality and philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's hard to, uh, compare the two in that way because they're both very, very good at what they do. It's just very different things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, so it depends on what you're looking for and what you're into. Um, but both are great tag teams. 
Yeah, I, I would almost say you can draw a lot of like a lot of parallels uh, between the two teams of FTR and Young Bucks. I mean, they're they're both incredibly talented uh, individuals, both incredibly talented as a team as well. Uh, very, uh, very like on point uh, in terms of communication and things like that. Uh, but but yeah, it, it's really just two different styles. I would say they're they're extremely similar to each other. It's just depending on what you're looking for, one might, you know, suit your interests a little bit better, but I would actually say they're, they're actually a very similar tag team in a lot of ways. I would say so. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, let me see here. The attitude era wasn't that great. Um, as far as stories and that kind of thing go, I mean, I think that the stories are still pretty good. I think that the talent was probably actually even a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not by miles, but I mean, they definitely marketed the talent a lot better. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so for I, sure. So I think that there are certain aspects of uh, the modern wrestling uh, that was better. Uh, but I do think that there are some things that they could learn from their past for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. I, I think there there's aspects of of you know the common era and the and the attitude era that you can point at and be like, oh, it's better now or it's better back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you could certainly do that, but you know they they both have their their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I will say I I grew up in the the quote unquote modern era, uh, so I I didn't see a lot of attitude era stuff uh, as a kid. Uh, I really only started watching them. I mean, within the last five years, you mm. know, so I, I don't know, maybe my opinion isn't, isn't the best on this just because I don't have the firsthand experience of the Attitude Era, but yeah, I, I'd say they both have their strengths and weaknesses. Fair enough. Uh, Rock is better than Austin. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, both are great. Both I mean, are great. you can't, yeah. you really can't like, like mince words between the two they're both very very good at what they do mm-hmm. um you know i would say both are great promos both are great in the ring they're both really good performers they both got super over um yeah i mean rock is obviously a huge movie star and has gone on to do really great things uh post wrestling um yeah it was like the mm-hmm. highest paid movie star of 2019 something crazy, crazy. like that yeah yeah that, that's nuts. Um, so yeah, it's it's really difficult to kind of like split hairs there between Rock and Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk is good, but incredibly overrated. CM Punk is very good and properly rated, I think, in the annals mm-hmm. of history. Mm-hmm. He won't go down as one of the all-time greats, but I think he will go down as somebody who really helped change things for the better, just in general, from the indie scene uh, all the way up through WWE and beyond. Um, so yeah, I think CM Punk's properly rated. Yeah, I mean I agree. Well said. <laughs> uh, Roman is great. <laughs> Steven gives like a shrug. <laughs> yeah, I mean Roman's fine. That that's not like that's not a false statement necessarily. I mean Roman's um, Roman's a better wrestler than I am. Yeah, but we're <laughs> we're slinging the word great around a lot. Roman is good for yeah. me. Yeah, Roman's Roman's fine. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with Roman. Uh, I I really like the transition that he's going through right now. I'd like to see you know more of it where it goes. 
Uh, Roman, it again, this is my opinion. Roman could be great, but right now I think Roman is good. Yes, I would agree. Uh, Flair damaged his legacy by wrestling for way too long. Uh, yes, yeah. Ric Flair should have retired after he lost to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's nothing saying that he couldn't like still do on-screen appearances, but when he continued to wrestle in TNA, even though that created a really great gif with him and Jay Lethal, um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that he just hung around a little bit too long wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just that thing where it's like, dude, you've proven yourself. You know, like you don't, you don't have to keep doing this. And, and I understand Ric Flair is like, Ric Flair is a wrestler, man. Like, he loves it. There's, there's nothing more in the world that he than wrestling that he loves. And I, and I, a hundred percent understand and respect that. But I don't, man. You, you get to a certain point, get to a certain age, and it's just like, look, bla- look back on your legacy, and uh, you just don't really need to do that. You know. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, last one here from Otis. Uh, Taker is overrated and has a stupid gimmick. <laughs> this is Steven. <laughs> These are some spicy takes this week. Th- th- this one's almost insulting, really. Um, I-, I think you were, you were trying to personally attack The Undertaker, and, mm. I'm, I- and-, and I'm not... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, Otis. Yeah, um, I think that the, the gimmick is. I wholeheartedly, <laughs> with all of my being, disagree with you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, there you go, Otis. Yeah, uh, I, I I hope that we have answered all of your hot takes. Undertaker's uh, one of the best gimmicks of all time. It truly is. Like, In fact, we, really. we we listed him at number one on our list uh, with uh, Project Dits. Yeah. Um, as for good reason. Best best gimmicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. For 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 a good reason. And, um, yeah, Dits still won't answer my DMs. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, moving right along, uh, the Wrestle Witch at... Oh, that's a great name. Uh, on Twitter, at the bitch underscore witch. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I thought you were doing some cheeky, like, like self-censorship, like, comedy thing, and then you just said it, so... Well, it's, it's, it's the name. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, Hunter and Stephanie had a huge hand in China's downward spiral, and it isn't talked about enough. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought they were talking about... Like, like the country. Like the country of yeah. China. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Fill me in, please. I need to know. <laughs> Steven thought we were talking about geopolitics. And uh, instead, we were still talking about pro wrestling. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, China. Um, like, wait, when was Triple H on like the president's cabinet? Like, When did that happen? I feel like I should know about that. <laughs> Sorry. President Xi Jinping, you got to... You gotta turn away from the Communist Party. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just so busy nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Little headlock talk inside joke between Stephen and I. Hey, uh, you know, I'm just uh, so uh, busy nowadays. You know, I, I really would have liked, uh, really would have liked to help China out, but it's, you know, something came up. I'm just so busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but uh, about China, the person. Yes, yes. I think that uh, with a Y. Yes, China with a Y. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I would actually, yeah, I, w- I would agree. Um, I think that uh, they definitely played a huge part in it. Is it talked about enough? Um, yeah, probably not. Um, but I, I, I think that is systemic and, uh, um, yeah, for, for a reason, uh, that WWE would like to keep quiet Mm. about, uh, because I don't think they would want to know or that they would want you to know rather that they, uh, may or may not have had a personal hand in blackballing China kind of out of the business. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's I think that's about right. Um so I hope that answers your question. And uh what would be a round of uh headlock talk hot takes if it weren't for our good buddy Mike Charlip at Mike J C eight two one on Twitter. How's it going, Mike? Eight two one. I don't know where that was. It's What's a, up, Mike? It's New York. Oh, okay. I'm sure, right? I mean I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Maybe, maybe, maybe AT one something else. I can look it up. I thought it was. I thought it was like a New York area code. I mean, that sounds right. Um. Anyway, Mike says I can't wait to see Miro in New Japan. He's gonna kill it in both AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I just want him to prove everyone wrong. Who are we talking about? I'm sorry. Mir- I was I was looking up eight two one. It's in Texas, by the way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, well. There I don't you think go. it's an area code. Though. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe it's Mike's birthday. I don't uh, know. Maybe we'll have. I'll have to. I'll have to ask Mike again someday. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. He wants Miro to do well in New Japan. He he mm. wants he wants him to kill it in New Japan and AEW and prove everyone wrong. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Anytime that uh that that uh the mass uh. Uh, groups of people are proven wrong. I like it. <laughs> uh, specifically when it comes to wrestling. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I would like uh, to imagine that uh, I don't feel that way about everything, but when it comes to wrestling, I do like it when somebody proves somebody wrong. Yes, I agree. Hmm. Indeed. Good take, Mike. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, Mike, for your for your take. Uh, let me see here. Mike also goes on to say, so AOP, the Authors of Pain, are gone, uh, which is just mind-blowing. Every single tag team is practically breaking up. Why does Vince even have tag titles when he continues not to care at all? Man, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a real great question. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's hard to explain. I mean the tag teams that they do care about seem to um, either always break up or um, you know just kind of go by the wayside. The only one that's really kind of stayed relevant is the New Day, mm. uh, which I said but they they very like strange. No, that's okay. They, <laughs> they like they're not just a tag team though. Like they transcend like the tag team division. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 their own thing honestly Mm -hmm. so i i I wouldn't even like yes they do compete in tag in the tag team division but like new day by itself is just like an entity that lives within wwe if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i get that i mean should should wwe even have tag team titles anymore i mean sure because i mean i mean it doesn't make a difference for them Mm -hmm. but i mean it's uh, 
and this is a really crappy argument, but I'm going to make it anyway. If they didn't have a tag division, then people are going to moan that they don't have a tag division, right? If they don't have tag titles, people are going to be like, oh, why don't you have the tag team titles? Yeah, I mean, they arguably don't have a tag team division now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but to your point, like, I, I 100% agree. Like, everyone, people are going to complain. And once you fix the things that people are complaining about, then they're going to find something else to complain about. So, I mean, they don't necessarily need the titles, but if they were to get rid of them, that's just another group of people that would be mad. So, I mean, I definitely feel for WWE in a lot of aspects where it's like, you know, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But at the same time, if that's the case, then just do it. You know? Yeah. Make as many people happy as you can. Even though you can't please everybody, please as many as you can. You know? Yes, yes. Um, no, I, I think that these are all very valid takes here uh, for, from you here, Stephen, and from Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stephen's making an odd face at me right now. Um, no, it's fine. Um let me see here. Mike uh, will close out hot takes with a very interesting question, um, and actually a little bit of back and forth also with mags. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna raise both of their points here. Uh, Mike uh, at MikeJC81 on Twitter says, "Is it safe to say as long as Vince is around, things will never truly make sense in WWE?" Mm. Uh, for counterpoint, uh, our, our good friend Mags at Twitter on DEJ Kirkby. Uh, on Twitter, at DJ Kirby, rather. Um, Mags actually provides a counterpoint saying, I think it's safe to say no matter who takes over, the changes won't be as sweeping as many would hope. Ooh. Yeah. Both of these are very valid points here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to think that th- that WWE would be a different product and it would go into a different direction. I think that no matter, like, no matter the subject matter w- within sports... Whenever there's a takeover or a changeover in ownership, um, there's always going to be uh, some slight little bit of differences, right? Um, especially like if you see like a coaching change, right? Um, uh, like in a, in a pro sports team, those can sometimes be radically different uh, than what... Uh, than what would normally be the case. But I do think that Mags raises a great point that the... I, I can't see WWE not doing WWE things. I think that there will be maybe a little bit more cohesiveness as far as uh, storytelling goes, um, but as far as maybe some of the other directionals, um, I I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't see some of the the business directions changing much. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think we're we're in a in a slightly bigger or, or slightly different problem than than kind of what we're talking about right here where. Um, surely a part of it is Vince for sure. Um, at least that that's how it seems, you know? Um, but also you look at a promotion like, like new Japan and, and like AEW and, uh, I, I mean, impact and, and NWA to a certain degree. And, and those are, those are really promotions that are for the fans. Right. Um, whereas WWE for the last 10 years 15 years has been for the clicks and and i think that's really what we're talking about here we're like it's really they're not making it for you the hardcore fan anymore at least it seems it 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 seems like they're going for 
the thing that's going to make the biggest pop on the internet and, and get them get people talking the most. And, and WWE in itself as a company has has transcended wrestling as well, where it's it yes, it, it is a wrestling show, but it's an entertainment product. You know, and, and so I don't know, you, you get someone else in there it's almost better that Vince is in there right now because at least it's someone who like loves wrestling, e- even though his storylines are are s- kind of stupid and, yeah. and like not cohesive sometimes. Yeah, but if I you see. get if you get another CEO in there, it's all about the money, baby. It's all about the money, and mm. and I'm scared to see what that WWE looks like. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Um, I think that, uh, and, and and they've even said it themselves m- multiple occasions. WWE wants to be Disney. Right. That's what they want to be. They right. want to be an entertainment company. That's why they're called sports entertainment. Uh because they don't want to have the um they don't want to have what, what would be the right way of, of wording this here. Um it's like a violent connotation. They feel like yeah, they feel like the word wrestling brings a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an old time that's not that's really kind of fringe it's not very highbrow um generally speaking it's got a lot of problems with uh political correctness um you know it's it's uh yeah um i would say that wrestling has become a lot more progressive uh especially in in, in recent years and it really in a very short amount of time um but i i think that that's where uh, WWE is trying to maybe distance themselves. And I know that we go on and on and on about why aren't they more of a wrestling-centric company. Well, these are the reasons. They they are a publicly traded company. AEW is not. Yep. That's it. Yep. And, and it, it it sucks, and, and it's it's easy to sit here and just be like, oh, Vince is ruining everything. Get Vince out of there, and it'll be the, the holy grail of wrestling. And it's just like... Uh, WWE uh, unfortunately will never be that again, be, at least for the hardcore fan, because that's really not who they're catering to anymore. Yep, yep, no, that's absolutely right, and I think that that closes out hot takes this week. Indeed, Stephen, which can only mean one thing: we've only got one segment left, and one segment left only, mm-hmm. which is where we put on our snorkels and take a deep dive down into, of course. If wishes were fishes. This is true. It is underwater, Stephen. Uh, If wishes were fishes is a game where Steve and I each take turns making one wrestling-related wish and one wrestling-related wish only. The other grades said wish in terms of fish. Yes, indeed. Indeed, Stephen. Uh, I've got a wrestling-related wish. Do you? I do. Fantastic, fantastic. Would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first? You go ahead. Okay. Uh, this wish is actually inspired by, again, our, our good friends over at the Red Leaf Retrocast, uh, uh, as we were discussing some things uh, this morning, as of the time of this recording. And uh, I couldn't agree more with something that was said uh, over the course of the conversation. Um, if wishes were fishes, uh, Full Gear is main evented by Young Bucks versus FTR for the tag team titles. Simple wish, um, but I, I think that this um, AEW needs to highlight what they do best. That's tag team wrestling. These are easily two of the best tag teams on the planet, bar none. And I think that uh, 
I think that they could put on a classic, a classic of a match. Um, so yeah, if which for fishes, full gear, main event, FTR versus Young Bucks for the tag team titles. Yeah, that, that's a killer wish, killer wish. I mean, for for all the reasons that that you had said, I mean, I completely agree with. Uh, I, I mean, AEW. I mean, they they do a lot of things right. Uh, the one thing that no one can touch is their tag team division. So you you highlight that at, at a huge pay per view like Full Gear, and uh, you got a recipe for some some success right there. So very very good wish. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you four swordfish. Hmm, mm-hmm. swordfish, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your swordfish, Stephen. Yeah, Great thank you for that wish. I I really do hope that that comes true because that that would be a really killer match. It really would be. Mm. I agree. So for for my wish, uh, we're also uh, on AEW for this wish. Oh wow! It's a pretty simple wish, but but I think it needs to be said. Um, so all out, you know, we talked about it at the top of the show. You and Mags uh, talked about it last week, and uh, one thing that that I mentioned and that I just couldn't get out of my head was that fall from Matt Hardy, right? Um, so if wishes were fishes, uh, Matt Hardy just just kind of goes away for a little bit. Um, and, and really gets the gets the rest that he needs, and, and don't don't rush this at all. Make sure that that he's completely rested when he comes back, and when he does come back, let, let's uh, let's make him an on screen talent. He doesn't need to wrestle anymore. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's coming from a a Hardy Boys super fan. Like Hardy Boys are one of the biggest reasons that I fell in love with wrestling. And right. it, it hurts me to say that Matt Hardy, please don't wrestle anymore. But if wishes were fishes, Matt Hardy, please don't wrestle anymore. Hmm. It, it's it, I can't, my heart can't take it. I think that I definitely agree with the take on, you know, him taking a break for at least an extended amount of time. I think that if, and when the day comes, if, and when the day comes that Jeff Hardy, if he was to get, um, out of his WWE deal, and and if, and if he was to make it to AEW, um, I think that you could certainly see Matt Hardy reprise that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely agree with the fact that he should take a break. It should be for a long while. Mm-hmm. He should be uh, mentoring uh, other talents backstage, um, and I think that he needs to go through an extensive amount, a Daniel Bryan level amount of testing. Uh, just to make sure that we can make sure he's clear, make sure that he's well, mm-hmm. right? I know that people probably don't want to hear that um, because it took Daniel Bryan years to get back into the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he, extensive testing does need to be done to make sure that he's absolutely A-OK. Um, and, um, yeah, head injuries are no joke, folks. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't want to turn this into, like, a, a business, like, PR thing, uh, but... I'm just going to mention it. Um, you know, if, if they do handle this, this Matt Hardy situation well and, and with a reserved hand, uh, that, that is very good PR for AEW. I'll say that. And not, not that that's what's important. What's important is Matt's health. I want to stress that. I'm just saying if, if AEW does handle this well, that's good PR for them considering, uh, you know, some of the, the past injury uh, shenanigans kind of controversies that we heard that we've heard from WWE in the past. I agree. I agree. Uh, so for your wish, I'm going to actually give you, uh, let me see here. What kind of fish would this work best with? Hmm. Hmm. 
give me one second. Let me see if I can get maybe a little bit creative here. Okay. Hmm. I, I was thinking of I, I had one, but it wasn't it wasn't a fish. It was a dog, a blue healer. Mm, mm. Be a perfect dog, but this isn't if wishes were puppies or whatever. <laughs> That's a terrible name. If fishes were puppies. <laughs> Did y'all hear that if fishes were puppies segment on Headlock Talk last week? I don't know what the fuck those guys were talking about. What? That was so strange. <laughs> um, let me see here. Ooh. Or maybe maybe a fish that's known for its healing properties. I was going to go with the Oranda goldfish because uh-huh. it looks as though it has a brain that sits on top of its head. Ah, beautiful. And I don't mean that in like it has a brain in its head. Right. That That's... that's normal M- most do Th- this one looks like it actually has like a human brain on top of its head oh i see and I see. brains are important brains are important this is true so that's my that's my fish for you steven so five oranda goldfish full five oranda five. goldfish yep all right yep. well thank you sir i appreciate it absolutely steven mm-hmm. Uh, well, that has been yet another successful episode of Headlock Talk this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that Steven's back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that you're yeah. back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk, uh, where you will get uh, all of our uh, episodes and stuff. Uh, currently, as Steven is recuperating, we're just going to do the one episode for right now. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, we might slowly bring back more content. We might just change up what we're doing. To be perfectly honest, we don't want things to ever get stale around here. Right. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, we're we're going to slowly uh, walk back into this here because, as we've reiterated, health is number one, and we want to make sure that Stephen is comfortable with everything that he's able to do. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Stephen. Thank you. Um, so uh, make sure to follow us again on Twitter at Headlock Talk. You'll find all of our new episodes and stuff there. I uh, retweet a lot of other content creators there, so you can find all of their content too. Um, also, uh, if you're into the whole football thing, soccer and stuff, uh, you can uh, uh, listen to me and my friend Mags uh, on Radio Techers. That's uh, spelled R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. We cover Premier League, La Liga, Ligun, Serie A, Bundesliga, cover it all it's a lot of a lot of fun i didn't recognize most of those words uh, yeah i most, got premier league though most, i got that one most americans don't <laughs> anyway i think i, I think <laughs> i just saw the the first time tanner's ever been disappointed in me oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness um so make sure to, to do all that good stuff uh if you're listening to us wherever you're listening to us really um, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere else for that matter, and leave us a five-star rating review. We want to climb up those Apple charts and be the number one wrestling podcast. Yeah, yeah, numero uno. Numero uno. Zero, miro. Zero, miro. Numero uno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really need to get video on this podcast. A- absolutely. <laughs> um, goodness. Uh... Oh, yes, the sponsors. Yes. yes. Well, I totally was like, All right, well, let's go home, Stephen. <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, you can definitely use promo code HLT10 at three different websites now, which is all very, very cool, by the way. Um, so if you were to go on to naturallyhemps.com, you can use promo code HLT10 
uh, for ten percent off on all of your CBD needs, be it a CBD gummies, CBD sublinguals, uh, CBD lotions, CBD bath bombs, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so all all sorts of CBD goodness. Um, the, the CBD gummies are uh, especially tasty. Mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. It's good good stuff there. Um, and uh, yeah, all sorts of uh, good other stuff there. Oh. Uh, uh- Important to note, uh, mm. Naturally Hemp's vape enhancement no longer available in the state of Texas. Just wanted to let you guys ah. know. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Well, then. Um, so, yeah. Just make sure to, to, to keep an eye out for that mm-hmm. if you are a Texan and buying CBD. Um, so, uh, make sure to check that, that out. Again, promo code HLT10, and this offer never expires. So, you mm-hmm. can go your first time, your second time, your 100th time, your mm-hmm. 1,000th time. And still use promo code HLT10 for all of your CBD purchases. Uh, you can also go to their sister site, naturallypuresanitizer.com, for all of your hand sanitizer needs. Promo code HLT10 for 10% off works there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can buy anything from a small bottle that you can put in your purse, in your car, in your pocket, or all the way up to a gallon-sized bottle so you can refill all of your other bottles in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure to do that. Hand sanitizer is very important nowadays. you got to keep clean hands, folks. Uh, so use promo code HLT10 at checkout at naturallypure.com, naturallypuresanitizer.com, rather, uh, for all of your hand sanitizer needs. Yes, indeed. Steven, if you're a vapor mm-hmm. and in need of e-liquid, yeah. where do you go? You will go to AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use c- promo code HLT10. Gets you 10% off on all the juices that you could want. They have, uh, I mean, really, honestly, they have like any flavor that you could want. Uh, they got tobacco, candy, fruit dessert, uh, menthol, uh, I mean, whatever you're looking for, they they definitely, definitely have it. So make sure you go to AmericanVaporCompany.com, use promo code HLT10 to get 10% off your order. And uh, again, like the Jack gentleman said, this, <laughs> this promo code never, ever, ever expires. So NaturallyHemps.com, NaturallyPureSanitizer.com, and AmericanVaporCompany.com, promo code HLT10, 10% off your entire order. Indeed. Skadoosh. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, well, thanks, Stephen. I think that just about does it here today. Um, I think that's it. I thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Yes, thank Y'all you. Y'all take care out there. Be safe. Know that we love you. And have yourselves a great rest of your day. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home.